What is up, everybody? Clint Esposito here, bringing you Two Wheels to Freedom podcast, episode number 90, with Chris Tedesco. Uh, Chris is an, also a New Jersey, uh, not local anymore. He was born in New Jersey. Um, I worked with him when he was probably 17. I actually have a picture that he took in his high school photography class and printed out there and gave to me. So uh, Chris now is one of the biggest photographers in the sport of motocross and freestyle. So I hope you guys uh, enjoy this. It was good catching up with him. And once again, before we start, the this podcast, like all the other ones, is brought to you by Motion Pro, motionpro.com. If you need uh, anything, tire spoons, uh, suspension tools, anything like that, cables, throttle, throttle tubes. They even have uh, fast twist throttles, so it's like basically less of a turn before your bike's wide open. Um, go to motionpro.com. Also, Canvas MX. You can go there, design whatever you want on your jersey and pants. Basically, most of the super sick gear from Red Bull Straight Rhythm was printed by Canvas MX. Uh, AJ Catanzaro this year, the Travis Pastrana, and actually the... Uh, also, the um, Bubba Stewart that he did last year, that was all uh, done by Canvas MX. Also, Michael Lieb, his Ernesto Fonseca stuff, was done by Canvas. He actually happens to be one of the owners. So please go to Canvas MX, use the promotional code FMXEAST10 to get 10% off. Uh, and last but not least, Stroker Industries. They make the trigger, which is a self-venting fuel nozzle for your gas can that way you don't have to uh you know like try and stick the hose in and then turn the can over you can turn it totally over push the button it regulates flow for you that is at strokerindustries.com and uh now we are done paying the bills so one of my first ones actually yeah, that's a pretty i'm pretty pumped on that one too i think i was like 16 when i took that back before like cameras and all that stuff were cool you had to like no stuff and want to do it. <laughs> he actually printed uh, that picture in the uh, his high school photo class. Yeah, Morristown High School graphic arts department. No one else is using that plotter. I'm like, wait a minute, camera. <laughs> it gives all kinds of cool dirt bikes. Actually, <laughs> print this stuff for free. Heck yeah, I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. And then you you printed a Mad Mike picture as well, right? Oh yeah, like. Mad Mike and Metzger, like, because I went to, my mom put me on a plane to, to X Games when I was 16, so I went out there by myself. I don't know what she was thinking, thanks, mom, that was awesome. <laughs> but I got, got a hotel room, and, like, I didn't even have, like, a press pass. I kind of just, like, talked my way in, because I was technically too young to sign the waiver to get in. So, yeah, I had all these photos, I just kind of stuck my way to X Games, so I went back to school, and I'm like, I'm going to print all these things now, why not? <laughs> Might as well enjoy school. You actually can enjoy that stuff if you figure out what you want to do there. It's pretty bad. <laughs> that is um, one that's awesome that she let you go. Uh, and that's pretty yeah. cool that 
you know, you did all that, and now you're like one of the guys. You were doing that in high school, and uh, found your own your own way. You know, I remember Moto X Central. Yes, you are correct there. That was a kind of I got my start in the whole world of Moto. It was just uh, making a website back when you actually had to code stuff yourself and take all the pictures and do race reports and go to the rounds or. Uh, I had like Steve Broom, the factory spectator, huge mentor in my life growing up, coming up, and he would supply me with photos to go along with my stories, and yeah, it's kind of a bit snowball from doing the whole web design, race support thing, just kind of take off in photography full time, pretty awesome. Yeah, you got to um, take the bull by the horns sometimes and make it happen. Right? Definitely, there wasn't really anyone, at least in my age group, doing it back then, there there wasn't anyone, it was all, there, all like the old OG guys, like be and Hoppin, Guy B, Steve Cox, Steve Rune, uh, we're getting a few others, Cardi, and they were all doing it, but there was no no young people like myself doing it at the time. So to jump in, it was pretty cool when I was at, there was like the big time journalists and photographers I looked up to as a teenager. You know? So it's, I guess it was kind of like, I wouldn't say a factory ride, because I wasn't you know, really working too much for that many people at the time, just freelancing, so I guess I was kind of like a privateer as a youth, going to the races and freestyle events on my own time and dying with the support of my family. It's really cool to kind of like carve that niche to see now like where it's at with yeah. everyone. Everyone's a content creator. You know, you're a little baby with the iPhone to your nine-year-old grandma's like a you know, content creator technically. You know, back then it was a little more difficult to do it. <laughs> I'm glad I came up with that, that difference. Not to not today, it's still super hard, but you know, definitely probably where it came from. <laughs> Yeah, um, I remember you being super young. Are you the same age as Derek? Yep, yeah, uh, he's September, I'm October, and yeah, same year. Um, I remember both of you guys being super young when we were doing like IFMAs and stuff. Um, Ooh, IFMAs. <laughs> yeah, you guys were both like, uh, I want to say 17 probably. Yeah, right around there, 16, 17. And when, in 2003, I was 23, so what, were, were you like 19 or something when you shot that bubba? Yeah, can you do you? math? Uh, that summer, I guess, I was um, on October birthday, so I was, that time I was uh, 19, but turned 20. Nice. That's awesome to think. You know, don't you, like, I even think about it, the making the team and all that stuff at 21. I'm like, what mm -hmm. the hell did I know? I didn't know anything. <laughs> we knew everything apparently back then. <laughs> Figured something out, but it was just as I went, you know. I guess that's anything, right? You just figure it out as you you plug along and figure out what the hell you're doing. Sure, too, especially back then we didn't really didn't really have a whole lot to lose, so why wouldn't you go for it? Like what was the worst case scenario you know? yeah. end up back in the hometown where you were to begin with, you might as well go for it and try. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather fail. No, I didn't make it, rather than just, like, think about it and never do it. And 100%. W. John's on live. He said, yeah, Teddy. Is that your buddy? Uh, who's that? I'm sorry? W. John. Hmm. That's his name Shoot. on uh, YouTube. Um, Tara, I never go on YouTube, so if you have a Could be screen, w. John. my apologies. <laughs> Tell me your full name. <laughs> W, yeah, hey, curse him out in the comments if you want, W, John. Just, <laughs> there's a, we got on uh, YouTube, there's a little chat thing. Uh, should I have it up so I can see and engage a lot of stuff? Yeah, you if can. you want to. 
Who the hell did D-Wing? He was giving me shit about not telling him that we had a podcast, and now I told him that he's nowhere to be found. He probably got super amped and then blacked out like an hour ago. Heck yeah, that sounds pretty sweet. He was getting all pumped up. He's like, I'm going to get drunk and text these dudes. Doesn't he normally work at night when he watches this? He wrote Wally. <laughs> oh, Wally J, of course. Sorry about that. Yeah, Wally's Jeez. the guy. See, he calls him Wally J. He calls himself W. John. There you go. All these, the... all these different nicknames. Yeah, Wally's uh, my good buddy here out in uh, wine country. We drink tons of beers together and watch uh, you know, standard American football sports here. You know, not a big moto, but uh, lots of football, which I'm a big fan Does of. Does he normally work at night when he watches this? Do you hear that? Here. You got to mute it. I'm trying. Sorry. <laughs> oh, well, got it. Okay. I don't want to hear my own voice. It's terrible, isn't it? It's like the worst thing <laughs> <laughs> you talk about my voice. voice. Anyone's here. He's anyone. like, yeah, your voice is garbage. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I don't even get to the comments. I'm pretty ignorant to the YouTube stuff, man. I've just been living in my little. Should be on world. the right side. Yeah, you and oh, there we go. Boom, got it. I just you finally out. just got a Chrome browser. Dude. Yeah, well, I mean, in Safari. Dude, the kids are creating content on YouTube every day. Where are you at? Ah, uh, every day. What are these kids doing? Well, back in my day, it was quality, not quantity. Now it's just like, <laughs> let's show ourselves eating food today because we have a camera. Just dump it, dump it out there so you get likes. That's terrible. I'd rather work a ring pot stand in Jersey than go that far. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, kudos to them. Got to get those views. I guess whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I was texting Double D. I know, I can't believe we have never called him Double double D before. Working days now so we can finally sit, drink, and watch. Oh, that's why he was saying. Uh, Let me know because now I can fucking chill. All right, man. You got any questions for Chris and either one of you guys? Anything you want to know? I know, um... Get personal. You got in first with, uh... Doing more moto or doing more FMX? What would you say opened the door more? Hmm. A little bit of both. I think it was just the timing of everything. Like, because back then, Travis, Pastrana was able to transcend both genres. He was a racing guy who did freestyle, or was he the freestyle guy that did racing? Either way, like, he kind of bridged the gap. So, myself, we have like the same age and we a fan and want to cover everything. I just so, what you just like, said is you're the Travis Pastrana of photography? Is that what you're just calling right now? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying like, thanks to thanks to Travis, it was acceptable Listen, to cover already, both. It's already written as a quote in the caption of this movie, in this video. It's going to say Travis. No. <laughs> I'm working Travis on it. Pastrana of photography. <laughs> uh, can we go with Carmichael the goat? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I'm the so Travis is somebody that should have won everything but did not, except for free. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out better for him because Ricky was winning everything around that time, so someone had to go a different route and be successful with it. I think Pashana is employing way more people right now than Carmichael, so yeah, who knows to Travis? <laughs> you know what? Uh, worth at this point is probably really close. Or Travis is probably more. Just for yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. I like to think so. All the stuff that that guy's been through, I hope he's like a jillionaire set for life. 
Yeah. Just that it's because he's that awesome and passionate. He, one time I was down there and he wrecked a, um, like an off-road truck and his, he said that he talked to his accountant and the accountant was just like, listen, you're not going to go broke, just don't do it again. And it was like $670,000 or something. They're like, just, you, can't, you can't do this every, uh, every you know, month, you know. The 2000s were very profitable for everyone involved in moto and freestyle moto. Yeah. It was a pretty great time to be part of it. For sure. you know, it wasn't the 90s. I mean, I won't claim that like you know the 2000s were as cool as the 90s with the that era, but it was pretty pretty darn awesome too. <laughs> Especially with the freestyle moto movement, just like blowing up with X Games and B Tour and Gravity Games and just like Power of the Militia and like the Reno guys, just like the battles with everyone. It was like such a great time to be part of the sport and capture everything. Yeah, and you could pick out, I'm sure you could too, because you've watched everybody ride, but especially at that time, I could have told you what scene you were from by your style or your tricks, because different scenes had, like, different tricks that they did and styles that they had. Yeah, what, what was the FMX East style? Because I wasn't really around for I don't fuck for it. Who the hell knows? Pink, pink boots is the machine. That's what it was. Yeah, I'll be known for that forever. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> you found many amateur contests. You gave a spotlight to the up-and-comers. That's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, dude, I'm doing a, um, a, a comedy festival this week, and it's the same exact thing. Like most, A lot of the people are not very grateful about it. They're just very mad about it. And that's how it kind of the amateur contests were. Like, you did have a handful of people that were uh, that were grateful and used it to their advantage. Like, Nick. That's how Nick got in shows. That's how Davey J got in shows. A lot of people got into shows and met people because of that, you know? And, I never complained. And that, <laughs> Nick just took it for what it was. He was like, I'm coming to have a good time. Kids were always writing me, what's it pay? And I'm like, it's an amateur contest. <laughs> right. You get it? I would have done shows for free at that time. I just wanted to ride with other people. So if it's like a contest, I'm in. Done. Well, there need to be more amateur freestyle contests. Because seemed like there were a bunch back in the day with uh, Brian and Melissa trying to do one. And Dude, Wish right after. For a while, and you doing one, but then i won uh I, I won clint's and then i used that video to apply for that afmx a1 mm -hmm. and you were the one who emailed me and let me know i was even in it because you're like hey i gotta do an uh, interview for expn or whatever and i was <laughs> like for this weekend you're like yeah i'm like well shit i had like a day or two to get there from illinois i didn't even know until oh. then i was all nervous and shit it was all worth it Oh, it was a blast. It was fun. Yeah, those were a lot of fun times. So they even had uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Hillsack Hill came out of the AFMXA contest. He had a pretty cool story about just kind of coming down there last minute and making it out there and look at all the stuff that he's done through there. You know, just got to try. You, know, give it some yeah. you never know what's going to happen. That's the best part about the amateur contest. But It's crazy looking back at that, the amount of people that came through all those contests you know that ended up riding for a while or being really good like hills gnarly i wish i could see footage now of it because i was one of the judges but i don't remember everybody's name because there was so many people mm. yeah same here <laughs> <laughs>
Um, but then I talked to people, and they're always like, "Oh, I was at that. I met you. I met you at the uh, AFMXA thing." And I was like, "Oh shit." Um, we got. Yeah, I remember we had a lot of good after parties then too. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, your mom said she was gonna watch to figure out where you went all those years. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> packed up. I was supposed to. I loaded up with uh, MX Goat John Berlue. Uh, back in 2006, I was supposed to just take a semester off from, from college for six weeks and just shoot the West Coast rounds of Supercross, and then uh, just, I never left. It's <laughs> like I'm not I'm not going back to New Jersey. I just stay here uh, as long as I can, however I can. Uh, I'm not pulling it for like 13 years. Um, okay, Danny D. Wayne asks if you've ever wanted to get into filming. Hmm. Yes and no. Uh, I thought about it, wanted to, but I, just, I still make a living in my niche of photography. I'm definitely not opposed to it. I would like to get involved in what I guess. And if I were to do it, definitely have to do something with a uh, little hill sack or Tom P. Film and edit with them or something because there's uh, two guys super fun to work with for on the same level of creativity and understand the effort that goes into making something cool. And we're all willing to sacrifice our time and bodies and everything else that goes along with it to do it. So that would be really fun. So uh also that Tom P. Let's uh let's yeah. <laughs> um, what But the real question is should I do have an iPhone or actually use a real camera? Because like with today's generation of stuff, like do I even try to use like a real camera or do I just go full iPhone status? Hmm. Yeah. I still think you gotta get a good camera. I'm sure your camera at least one of the cameras you have is probably good enough to film. Or... Actually, all of them can, just for some reason. But yeah, I've done a couple clips. There's there's one or two on Tom P's Insta, so, you know, I have potential if I choose to uncork it, I guess. Um, what do you say? Remember that magazine back in the day? What's the hold up with starting one? Was it FMX Machine or something? There was a bunch of, uh, a couple of... Oh, gosh. One of my, like, first freestyle moto experiences with, with uh, business experiences was with, uh, was it Wide Open MX? Yep. That was one. Back in the IFMA days, I remember who, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's like, man, you're going to get, like, the biggest check you've ever gotten in photography. I was, like, 17. I'm like, that's going to be pretty easy. I haven't gotten a ton yet, but that sounds awesome. And, like, promise me up and down and just... It never happens. That I learned at a very young age that I don't count the chickens until the eggs hatch. Hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. But yeah, I don't know. What was it? Yeah, and who was it? Nick Ciotti did a magazine too. Was it MX Machine and uh, MX Rage? I tried a bunch. I just seemed like freestyle as itself wasn't enough to do a freestyle. It's, it's not filling up itself the, now either. You know, so it's like. It is what it is. I think that the shit... Freestylers are broke. <laughs> How are you going to give them to buy a magazine? Right. $5. And you have to, like, read it and everything? Come on. <laughs> I bought it, and then I was like, they're not fucking making these anymore. <laughs> they were getting expensive, too, because they're from Australia or whatever, weren't they? Oh, yeah, right. yeah. The those Krusty Mag and Freerider magazine was, like, that was, like, the best magazine. They had all the best photos and cool stories and whatnot. I was really sad to see that one go. It was really fun uh, collaborating and working with those guys. Which magazine? Some good times. Freerider? Freerider Max, was it? Yeah. Those, they were all good. Yeah, that was really good content. I don't really know why. I don't know. Shame. I wish they were still around. Five print media, I think. It's really cool. We need something tangible. 
is when the power goes out one day, you're not going to be able to see any of this stuff. All <laughs> these digital black boxes that store all these zeros and ones and zeros and ones and make a you know, screen light up. I like this. It's something weird. We're on the fringe of conspiracy theories right now. We're exactly. just where we like to end up. I got existential views. Let me tell you. Deep rip. Yo, that's the thing. People are like, we're the furthest that society's ever developed. And I'm like, because uh, if society gets to a point where they're like us and all of our shit's on hard drives, think about if anything happens, there's no memory of all the great stuff that anybody did because that's what's going <laughs> to rot first. Yeah, we have some tangible stuff, tapes, DVDs, all the a lot of bullshit stories that people tell. Yeah, but that shit will fucking uh, all rot away, and you know what you're going to be left with? Whatever was carved into rocks. Hmm. And we haven't carved anything into rocks. So you're starting to my photos into rocks now. You that's probably a good, that's a bad ticket. That's some social media right there. Gravestones. Whatever you have on your gravestone is one of the next society is going to think of. That's a <laughs> yeah, nobody's even doing those anymore, dude. We're going to have nothing. Gonna They're going to be like, yeah, people died like in the early 1900s and humans were extinct. Yeah, no one's going to look at those things. Let's just make, there's probably a lot of nutrients in that soil. It'll be great for making rocks in the earth. Let's just let <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, Jamie asks for Chris, who's your favorite mom? <laughs> that would be a moto mom. 115, my mom died on <laughs> Is that your <laughs> name, Jamie? Yeah, Mom, Mom and Jamie. They're definitely big, big supporters of my uh, racing, riding, photography career. You know, let's face it, I got a 15, 16 year old doesn't get very far in motocross without, or photography without the family support. So yeah, that's definitely. It sounds like she was trying to get rid of you, sending you out with all the into the wolves in California. Yeah, go take pictures with yeah. these dirt bags. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, like shit, he came back. <laughs> she's very proud. She, she was she enjoyed it. She's gotten to be on the floor of some events and stuff like that. So I think it was all worth it. She was into music and punk rock. So was, uh, Jamie guitarist, but for me, the my art was with the camera. So. It's like, it's, like the it's like the Spartans. What's that, sorry? It's like the Spartans at 16. She was like, you must go out and find your way. Yes, you must capture the photos of Pastrana and Deegan. Yeah. She's like, I, I've seen Moto Triple X. He'll never make it back. No, no, no. I, I, would, I would convince him to buy it for us, but I'll never, never let him watch them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Moto Triple X, that was, that was a great series. Schweitzer and uh, George Burns, man. Classic right there. That was awesome. I actually saw good old Jordan Burns this past week in a straight rhythm. He had a, a Deegan Supercross women bike out there. I still see yeah. drums, and it's cool to see him uh, keeping Moto Triple X alive, that's for sure. The he, had the iconic actual, he, had the, he had the actual Deegan uh, Supercross bike? Yeah, he still has Egan's uh, Supercross wind bike that he goes for at the LA Coliseum. He's got that thing. It's all cherry. It's prime. Yeah, that thing's like a showpiece. <laughs> How about the one that they um, covered in glitter? The glitter bike? I'm not too sure about that one. <laughs> that, that one might be in the shirt club somewhere. <laughs> they rode it off of the, I'm pretty sure Deegan ghost rode it off of the bridge, so I think that that one was... Traded it in for bail money. <laughs> um... Scrapped it for Wayne asks if you can buy one of your photos in a poster size. Uh sure, shoot me a DM. I just don't really 
hmm, how do I say this? I've never really liked charging people for my work. I've always liked billing companies, but I guess if people want to give me money, I'll take it. But I've never been like one to go after the consumer. For Such an artist. I guess it's kind of like the Robin Hood approach. Like, let me get the money from the sponsors and the, the factories and all that kind of stuff and let everyone else uh, use that money to go ride or something. But hey, if you want to, I'm more than happy to sell you one. I would really appreciate it too. <laughs> I just feel kind of weird asking for it. He's like, here, I've made this artwork for you. I like money that much. I know you need to have money, but I think it's kind of stupid. But it helps us ride and take photos, I guess we need it. Listen, when, listen, people, when Chris starts charging you for individual photos, he's hurting. It's the industry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people don't, not many people actually pay for photos, riders at least. Especially not the top ones. They don't want to pay me. No. <laughs> Nobody does. That's why kids are posting pictures with the watermarks on them all the time. Yeah, exactly. When my mortgage company starts accepting uh, likes and followers, I'm set. I'm going to be the richest man. <laughs> you need to figure so out how to turn that into cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I'll sell closer. Send me a shot you want. I'll hook it up. Make it happen. Damn. He says I'm DMing you soon. He's just trying to send you penis pictures. <laughs> All wieners. He'll be like, print this on a poster. Send someone to your girlfriend or something instead. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wally says that the Giants are hanging tough, but I live in New Jersey and I don't even care. Uh, are they? <laughs> Wally, after this, can we have some drinks and watch the rest of the game? Oh, they're so on now? Right now? Yeah. I don't think we can reference uh, National Football League teams oh the commissioner's watching this podcast i know he's you Wait. probably got us live well there were six <laughs> people watching this before so i think that may be a record on there's eight now chris there's eight i told you eight dude, he's people? got a fan base eight. dang so you better uh, <laughs> normally get nervous you're also probably our first guest that has logged on as well to the youtube you're also oh yeah i'm one of those people see so we got minus one <laughs> and you're you're on Instagram talking shit, if you didn't notice. Um, I love talking shit on Twitter. Like, currently. <laughs> you're also, like, the one of the few people that's actually been like, hey, I'm going to be on this show. Everybody else likes to hide it. They're like... Well, if you're going to do it, why would you hide it? <laughs> Thank you, but... <laughs> because you understand that this is my art, Chris. I can tell. It's awesome. Happy to be here. <laughs> I just want to give it out for free to the people and make sponsors pay me. Exactly. See? The Robin Hood approach. Yeah, it works. It's not, it's not working so well for me yet. but uh, So far, Clint has discharged me to be on this. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I still got to say in the invoice for my time, so don't, don't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He just, like, e-bullies me on the internet, and then I just Send a Bitcoin. I don't even know what he does with it. This pack of IPAs You know what I'll do, Chris? <laughs> what number are you on? For payment, I'll buy uh, all your photos two. from all my accounts. <laughs> <laughs> I got some Tedesco photos, I think. I swiped Ooh. from the AFMXA. Let's do That's some Googling. Damn, I got rid of the Facebook app. Are you drinking a beer out of a coffee mug? Yeah, you're not there. What is this? 
No, I'm sure up since I switched to beer. I got a um, Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Hazy Little IPA. Those are good. Is anyone else watching this right now drinking the beer as well? I would, I would love to know what time you are. Yeah, fun. everybody in the Let's chat, tell us what you drink. What are you drinking, D-Wayne and uh, Wally and Jamie? Jamie Is Jamie a wine drinker, Chris? What she drink? No, Jamie likes IPAs for sure. Uh, <laughs> Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, I have a Green Flash Soul Style IPA. Hang on, I'm on the wrong screen. Yes. One second. In my... Langston Motorsports koozie. The camera ah. Thank you, Grant Langston. I know he likes to drink some beers too, so. He likes to drink some beers. He likes to drink beer, I couldn't, I've never, sure does. never heard that. <laughs> Just joking. You heard it here first. No. So, so what's one of your favorite uh, freestyle moto memories there, Clint? I know you've been around some stuff too. We've seen some things. <laughs> Some of the stuff I can't talk about, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, man. You know, one of the craziest things was uh, being on the floor with Javier at Red Bull X Fighters in Mexico, or not in Mexico, in Spain, um, and the crowd was just fucking crazy, and I was like, this is so gnarly and the course is tucked all in there and everybody's so close that was a really cool event obviously i did not ride that one but uh i just remember that was towards the end of my career like where i was kind of getting out of it and i was just like oh this is so hard to get away from you know like a screaming crowd and being on your motorcycle all amped up but, x fighters and those bullfighters are next level my gosh uh, and the production, the fun event. yeah red bull's production you know, it was sick, so the whole event was awesome. Yeah, the thing about Red Bull, is energy drinks in general, what they brought to action sports between the big three brands, I guess, Red Bull, Monster, and Rockstar, what they've done for the sport. Dude. That's all for them. They yeah. sponsored and brought a lot of amazing things to life that <laughs> I know none of us could have afforded without them. <laughs> well, what, um, Red Bull, for sure. Think about all the events that they've, like, they helped make freestyle. There was X yeah. Games, there was one event a year, and then Red Bull came in and started doing, besides, don't even count all the demos they've done and all mm -hmm. the photo shoots that Red Bull has of freestyle in front of amazing places like friggin' Red yeah. Square and the pyramids and, you know. But the events... Oh, Adderall and Travis is an amazing record jumps that they've done too for New Year's. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, all the New Year's Eve events. Yeah. Those have been I mean, cool as shit. They've for sure helped make this sport what it is, 100%. Uh, and especially within the last, you know, 10 years while it's been in a lull and local racing has been garbage, like there's been barely anybody at the tracks, you know, they've been pumping money into the industry and probably keeping it afloat. Straight with them? I mean, that's probably the coolest event all year. I'm going to go on a limb and say. I'm with you on straight rhythm. It was so sick this year. Just uh, even th I love it that they're throwing in the young kids. They're battling with them. Mm -hmm. you know their 16 year olds battling with friggin' Cooper and beating them, and you're just like, what? You know? So, yeah, Parker Nashville is hauling. <laughs> dude, I was like, is the final gonna be like him versus who's the other one? Uh, 
the other super young. But I mean, there's again, Brandon Hartraft. I mean, he was made the final against Roxon. Yeah, I think. I would like to see his time on that last run versus his time on the runs before. I feel like he messed up against Roxon. Mm. He made like a couple of... I know it sounds ridiculous. I still haven't watched it. I know. How do you... you I've been wanting to. Hold on up right now on your internet. How have I allowed you on this podcast? (laughs) That was my whole plan. And every year it's on Christy's birthday, my wife's birthday. Uh, I change her birthday. <laughs> she would have been cool with watching it, but I took her out. And we just started slamming beers, and I forgot. Oh, she was got distracted. <laughs> Happens. Um. So we got. Uh, Check it out. We got Wally's. I found some. Vodka. Sorry. Um, oh, nice. Uh, he says he's. You out took of that, Chris. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That was my uh, watermark. Bam. That's from uh, AFMXA the first year. I can't see it. How can you? Oh, okay. Sweet. Nice mm-hmm. flat whip. Crank. Look at that. You like extension. Look at the duct tape on my visor. Oh, man. I blasted that, it that, off. That's, a limber <laughs> that's one of my favorites right there. Oh, sweet. Yeah, good old Paula Raceway. Or Fox Raceway now. Yep. Fox. Yeah, that was a good time, dude. I think you emailed me those or something. You were very cool about letting me uh, get some pictures. Try to help everyone out as much as I can. Sometimes I forget, but I'll do my best. I think I nagged you enough. He's a humanitarian. That always works. (laughs) Don't ever give up on asking. (laughs) That's what I figured. It takes like eight emails before somebody even realizes you emailed them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Before they're like, oh, yeah. You got to be that guy. We're doing the rest of the beer checks. Danny D. Wayne has Shock Top. Uh, your mom, okay. Shock your, mom, your mom has Victory. Ooh, Victory's good. Um, and then D. Wayne nice. asks, who has the best compounds? Fitz, Maddo, or Deegan? And I've only seen Fitz's, but it's pretty impressive. Oh, that's a tough call. I mean, Brian's house pretty much has everything at this point. So I guess if you're going for... Overall riding, whether it's Supercross, Moto, Foam Pit, you know, uh, I would go with Brian's place because you don't have the truck course out there. But if you're looking for good free ride jumps, jumps that are big but semi, we'll use the word safe loosely, uh, I would go Jimmy's house because it's just ridiculous with all the, the lifts that guy has. For big can, jumps, you see it probably jump over that hill. So, <laughs> what's that? For big jumps, they are pretty safe. Yeah, definitely. There are a lot of, you know, big rolling landings. I'm not going to say I'll jump it and be like, yeah, they're easy, they're safe. But uh, from what I've seen, <laughs> although I have seen a lot of wrecks out there too, so you know, anything can go wrong any time riding dirt bikes. But if you're going for big jumps and free riding, freestyle riding, fitzes, but if you want the overall do-it-all, go to Deacon's house. Unfortunately, they're like four miles apart from each other. Even, even Maddow's house, like you can pretty much make a triangle out of – where those guys live, it's, they're all within like a 10 minute drive here in Temecula. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's pretty much the Tucson motocross scene lives within a half an hour of that point. Yeah. For some reason, everyone landed here in Temecula, California, even myself because of it. You know, just, there used to be so much riding, but now it's just turned into like cookie cutter track home area where they, you know, like everywhere they're kind of pushing everyone out, but it's 
far as industry goes and riding facilities and tracks, everything is still out here, which is great. You've got Akatia, Glamis, uh, you know, you've got the Pismo and Dumont, uh, all the tracks around here, Fox Raceway, Milestone, Kahia, Glen uh, Helen, Harris. Just, there's so many. It's like incredible. You literally can ride every day of the week here if you wanted to, unlike in New Jersey where it's like, Wednesday practice, we open at noon, and when we have Saturday, Sunday, and if there's a slight chance of rain, you know, uh, we're just going to call it because, you know, why should we try? It's kind of kind of lame. I wish East Jersey would, East Coast would try a little more with Moto. At least, like, open the track at, like, 8 or 9 o'clock on a reasonable hour on a Wednesday. If you're already taking off work, you're going to ride, you know, right. you're going to be there in the morning. <laughs> sounds, like, uh, sounds like Illinois. Yeah, people just don't get it. Like, you got to put in a little bit more effort if you want it actually to be successful but then again i don't own the books i have no idea what the overhead is and what goes into it but i would like to see more of it english town as itself should be like the mecca of the tri-state east coast area it should be like the motorsport central but for some reason it's just not <laughs> i don't know what to say about that yeah so, you know we grew up racing and riding there it's, it's kind of sad to see the, the main track gone you know the practice track is the racetrack but yeah. you know, at least got a track there at all it's fun we rode a bunch out there this summer and got to race a couple times. Broke out a kind of 150 on Greg's list and just bought that thing. And, you know, like you said, there's a lot of man on that bike, but uh, yeah. make, make it work. It's fun. That's Don't want to sound too uncomfortable. I'm very happy that there's like Modo in general. I guess, I'm just I guess that's like a 125. So did you just buy that to race that race with Matt? No, actually, what happened was uh, my mom and Jamie, they have getting a, a jeep because they all want to go off they live down in tom's river now and they want to go off roading on the beach and stuff so they bought a jeep and had a tow hitch and actually when i saw a tow hitch i'm like oh yeah that means i can put something in there and which means i put a dirt bike on there so hey i opened the door to get a dirt bike again just to leave on the east coast for when i go back there so right. actually hop on craigslist who doesn't like going on craigslist and seeing what kind of bikes are available so <laughs> i almost picked up like a you know like an 05 rm125 and uh, the person just kind of ghosted me after I was like, hey, I got the money, I'm going to come pick it up. So maybe it was a, a blessing because it might not have been that great of shape. So I found this 150 that this kid picked up. He got like a cash settlement, wanted a dirt bike, bought it. I don't know, like, never rode on the track, but you can definitely tell you tried to wheelie it and ride on the street a lot because there was a lot of road rash and tire was ball. But you know, he had a price super low. <laughs> I load balled him a little bit even more to see the condition of it. He took it. So I'm like, swoop. <laughs> So I definitely got, uh, got some parts and hooked that thing up. Bill hooked me up with the pipe, and uh, Phil Seekers got me a seat, uh, got me some graphics, and won some ODI bars at the Kurt Caselli uh, charity ride event this past December, and threw all that stuff on the bike, and it was prime. I bought a top-end kit off eBay for like 120 bucks, everything all said and done. My buddy uh, Brandon helped me put it in, and rips. It's cherry. I, I think rips whole shots against uh, the big bikes. You just got to be a little... Work a little harder for it. <laughs> it's a one, it's a um, two stroke, a 150 two stroke, yeah, two stroke 150. Cool, it's bad, it's so fun. And that's um, stock, that's how it comes, yeah. KTM makes them, they're sweet. They got the 125 on the 150, it's really a 144, just call it the 150. But if you have the 125, you can buy the 150 kit for it and just bolt it on your 125, and boom, you got a 150. So it's really cool with KTMs and with two strokes. They're trying. They're making amazing bikes. Yeah. That's why I got a 350 up here from them. Got the 150 out there. I ride all the oddball size bikes. Too big for a 250F, but 450, I'm like, I don't want to rock that thing. That thing's no fun. 
I'll admit it. It didn't kill you. I don't want to go more than a 450. It sounds terrible. I've had one before. It's not fun. So 350 is like literally the perfect bike. I wish the Japanese manufacturers would get on board with making them because anyone who rides one like a ride KTM 429 knows, you know, they're the best bikes, you know, for obviously not like 10 rocks in one of those speeds, but that's a good level play. Great on that for everyone. What's that? I want to ride a 500. Hmm, fuck I, that. Go the other <laughs> you're in Jersey. It's like three hours away. Just get in your car right now, Clay. Cancel the podcast. And get your ass down to Travis's house and get on the Zilla. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> like you haven't been down there before. You might as well. It's been a while. But I don't uh, necessarily want to ride a souped up 500. I feel like that one's What's the difference? I just want to stop on this time. Get on Craigslist. There's probably someone in Jersey or New York. Clapped out. Yeah, every stock one's fucking old as shit. Someone on Long Island's probably got a Cherry 506. (laughs) (laughs) Someone on Long Island. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You just got to go to Long Island now. That's the cute part. I'm just trying to set up a comedy show out there. I'll go out there, do a show, grab a bike. The show, Multitask. The show will barely pay for my fuel to drive out there and back. It'll be good. It's worth it, Clint. It's an investment in yeah. the podcast. It's an investment we're, we're talking in, in injuring myself. Sorry, we're four. Yeah, everybody's willing to, for you know to take that risk. We're all right with that. For an insta bang. Right? I mean, if you're not part of it, what are you doing on the airplane? We'll get this five hundred. Chris will come back to Jersey. We're going to set it up. Big photo shoot with 500. <laughs> we're going to yeah, we got to go out to man. Get Frankie with Thierry, and we'll go yeah. send it at a secret jump. That I was going to say, I'm going to overhaul that shit out of <laughs> Didn't you guys go ride recently? I saw that. was pretty cool. Yeah, it was fun. Super fun. Um, yeah, bring it back, Clint. Come on. you got to take FMX East back on your shoulders. You go back to Glidden's and all Sarco and hit the pits, man. Well, I'm trying. I am trying to get a regular, uh, more of a camera that I can film with because right now I just have a GoPro. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get a camera for interviews and comedy and uh, riding. So uh, and I'm been having fun riding with those guys and jumping some jumps. So that's the first time that I've done any tricks since 2016. Wow, I'm impressed. No did a little no footy? A little no footy can and then lazy boy. I did lazy boy like nine pit on the jumps. And Frankie's all, what the fuck? <laughs> well, like, I, I did that because it was an easy trick. And Jad's like, oh, I don't feel like that's Dude, easy. Dude, fuck lazy boys. Once you get them down, that's cool. He's putting a lot of time. He's like the Vinnie Carbone of the East Coast. <laughs> Shut one. For sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How about all Derek Rodriguez? I'm going to a sand pit again. He doesn't ride other than shows. You know that. What's he going to the pits? That dude's talented. He needs to get back out there. I agree with you. I'm saying it. I agree with you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we need to see you free ride and have fun again on the dirt bike. Yeah. But he's home babysitting. I tried to get him out before. He's like, ah, I got the kid today. The wife's at well, work. Just- 
Clint Clint just gets mad and hangs up real hard. I think uh, I think uh, the place where we shot that. So the Danny D Wayne, the picture that you were talking about, my legs. It's um the day I learned Indian air. So that's why my legs are apart. It's a very small Indian air because I just figured it out that afternoon. But it's on like a fifty foot dirt double at the in the back section of this. Carl, no waters land. Exactly. But I think he just sold it. That's which is how we. It's got gone. It. Yeah, what happened? He's not. It's no longer set. Place was like a. I know you call that. It was like a cornerstone of Jersey Moda. Like yeah. all the OGs through there. Dude, it was such a good track too. The dirt was so good, and the track was fun. Yeah, some peaky jumps, a lot of wood chips and ruts and stuff. Place is cool. So that's what we found. That the double in the back was pretty peaky. It was probably only like fifty feet or something. Um, and then Derek and I, I, Derek didn't even have a driver's license. He was like 17. Um, and I drive down there. Yeah, you picked me up after school and drove down. <laughs> I pick up Chris, which was like 20 minutes from me. Then I drive to Derek's, pick up Derek's, which was, you know, another 45. And then we drive down ride and I drop everybody back off. Uh, and we ride that jump until there was rust across the entire face of it, and just try and learn tricks. And Tedesco was just some high school kid out there with his fucking Polaroid taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a 2.75 Olympus digital camera. It was like one of the first ones. I'll claim it. I <laughs> know. Uh, I see the big picture. I'm just joking with you about that. But I'm sure now that... It would t- and then he would spend hours uploading those pictures to his computer. Yeah, it would take like three days. <laughs> <laughs> to tweak him with some bootleg Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, the, back when uh, you can go on, what was it, LimeWire and all of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's not good. <laughs> like, oh, I got a lot of viruses with it, but it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's mom's computer. I'm not worried about it. I'll take a chance. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> All right, let me grab a beer. I'll be right back. Talk amongst yourselves. All right. All right. Hey, Chris. Yes, sir. Did you take this? Where is it at? Let's you take see. that picture? I did. That's good old Lustington. That yeah. Us. It's number 14 of 50. Yeah, that was uh, a great photo. It was sold for, uh, you know, the unfortunate circumstance of what happened to Jeremy, but you know, I'm glad he got one of those. So it was a really cool thing. We all put together one. Uh, yeah, it was very cool. But yeah, it was a, cool it was a bummer, but it was one of those things. It's like, you know, it's going towards something. And then my, uh, my mom took it and she got it framed and she got it uh, like it's UV protectant glass and everything. Oh, perfect. We want that thing shaped. It's archival. Right? <laughs> it's badass. Who all signed that? Everyone in the militia. I can't remember who it was. I was like Potter, Twitch, Brian, Taka, Vice. Trying to think of who was probably Ox. Um, yeah, a bunch, bunch of the guys. We all got together and did uh, you know, 50 of those, and I think 50, under, 50 of another shot. And tried to raise some money to, to help out with all the unfortunate circumstances at the time. Yeah, that was cool. And I'm glad you have that because when all the servers go down one day, <laughs> like this happened. <laughs> Don't think it's a hieroglyphic or something. 
Right, so I carved that thing into the wall. <laughs> you missed it, Clint. What'd you show? We're doing carvings. Nothing. We can't talk about it. Top secret stuff. You're gonna have to watch yeah. it by the episode. When the server shut down, we'll tell you about it. <laughs> tell me, it'll just be hearsay. We'll just. I heard Christinesco. <laughs> Thinks he's tr the Travis Pastrana Travis of photography. Pastrana photography. <laughs> <laughs> Is that up yet on fucking? Oh, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> we actually share the same birthday too, so I think it's kind of fitting. We're the same age, same day, same year, so kind of weird actually. What was it? October eighth, nineteen. October eighth. We are both thirty-six years old now. I'll say that up front. Oh, we're the same age. <laughs> As soon as I turn, well, I have the same birthday as McGrath and Metzger. No big deal. Whoa. But then I'll be 36. Yeah, I mean, Travis is cool, but he's the combination of those two, right? That's actually a very good point, yeah. Mike Metzger, man, I missed that guy. That no, was, that was like my... He was a very creative, influential guy who was ahead of his time, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. He definitely, his influence on the sport, I think... Is, I mean, I guess you'd say call them the godfather, but I feel like it's underrated, like just the amount of tricks. Basically, in the first couple of years, I'd say 90% of the tricks were invented by by um, Metzger and Pastrana. Yeah, those guys, definitely. You know, they made half of the tricks for sure. So, uh, just Metzger's style, I just loved it. Super flowy, just, you could tell he's naturally talented on a bike. Yeah, yeah. almost now, effortless. And he'd get just stoked and just do something. You could tell he was doing stuff he'd never done before. He's just like, I'm going to yeah. do this. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like after a run that he completed, he's like, hey, I'm just going to go launch myself off the side of this landing and see how it goes. I don't even have to. You know what I can. So I'm going to do it. Exactly. <laughs> I think exactly. that's what was made freestyle so exciting back then was that everything was new. No one knew what the limits were or how far could go or how far it was going to go. Yeah. What was allowed, what wasn't allowed. Oh, no, Where's your career going to go? Even if it wasn't allowed, it was still going to happen. I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't want to do it even more. The second you start <laughs> to do that, you're like, oh, I know exactly what's going to happen now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it was better because back then they didn't realize what they were dealing with yet. And I think the guys are a little bit tamer now. And back then, they really didn't give a fuck. And the promoters were really trying to control them where now it's like oh it's a rebel run everybody knows you're going to do an extra run but back then they yeah. were like no you're done you're done and these dudes are like fuck off i messed that trick up <laughs> a rebel run now is like a, a senior skip day where they're like hey guys next friday senior skip day go ahead take it off it's yeah. like that's not it's nice fun no. if you're letting us do it it's different, different times back then. It's pretty, really fun to be part I know. That's what I grew up watching. And then Clint would hire me for shows. And we'd start to get wild. And he'd yell at everybody and tell us to calm down. We're going to get kicked out of the hotel room. Uh, you're going to be kicked out of many hotels. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing. You're going to have to get kicked out of things. <laughs> Here he comes. Wait. 
The shit was on my card. That was the issue. Oh, <laughs> you had to find the one buddy who didn't care who was willing to put a card down. You're like, I'm staying in that room because like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> I had no choice. Most of these guys didn't even have credit cards. They were fucking calling me for money to get to the show. <laughs> I had a card, and then I got rid of it as I got into it because I was, it wasn't going towards Moto like I told myself it would be. We got kicked out of Pala or Pala after that last day of Mexa. Me and uh, well, first the machine got kicked out. Then an hour later, me and Rossi got kicked out. It was hilarious. What did you guys get? What Rossi was. Machine got kicked out. I didn't do anything. I was with Rossi and and somebody knocked down a fence. Guilty by association. Tell a story. Come on. They can't prove what Rossi did either. I just turned a corner and the fence was gone. (laughs) Next thing you know, they're telling us to leave. <sighs> Machine got kicked out because I think Fitz and uh, Deegan were fucking with him, which he kind of had a bullseye. Did you see the guy with the leather mask at the uh, that AFMXA cup, like the third one? I think. I don't know. He had the tall boots. I'm gonna find a picture of it. You would definitely. Clint, do you remember the flying squirrel? Remember what? The flying squirrel from the yeah. AFM or the IFMA days. Yeah. Lurch. Yes. <laughs> I called my ex out while he was still uh, um, doing Supercross. So I'd be like, hey, we used to work with him. And then I'd tell him, what? <laughs> 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 yeah. There. You remember that, dude? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's like, he caught Deegan. He's like, Deegan, come back here. He's like, oh, shit. Well, then, like, everybody's drinking at the casino afterwards, and Michaels wouldn't take the mask off, and security kept saying, oh, not Michaels, the machine kept, wouldn't take the mask off. And then uh, they were just feeding him drinks, and the next thing you know, it got to, he was on, like, 10-inch high boots, and <laughs> he kept falling over. Well, somebody, I was standing there, and somebody got down on their hands and knees behind him, and then... Oh, Yeah. One of the other ones walked up and pushed him, and he fell over, and then they made this. He got up, I think, and was like, fuck you, and then that's when he got kicked out. Yeah. I forgot about doing that to people. That's a fun one. That hasn't been, I haven't seen anyone do that in a long time. <laughs> I, I bailed on him. I didn't even really know him at the time. Not like I know him super well now, but I know him better now. But I knew him, like, not at all. So I'm just like, I'm just going to bail out of this because this is already considered my fault. So <laughs> I'm just not going to try and stick up for this I, guy. Sorry. <laughs> I, I barely knew Clint, and then I brought this dude, and then it turned out Clint brought this guy. Everybody. I mean, he was, it was my best, it was my best friend I brought, but. He brings his best friend, but the deal is that since I'm the only one they know. <laughs> From not California, anyone that was not from east California, of the Mississippi, not even the Mississippi, dude, east of like uh, Arizona. Anybody <laughs> east of Arizona was my guy, <laughs> and I got in trouble for him. I'm like, I don't even know that dude. I met him once. Give me a break, dude. Lives out there with Tedesco and those bunch of weirdos. He lives in uh, L.A. <laughs> right where he belongs. He's working for Elon. You got any questions going on over here on the side here? Oh, let's hear it. Uh, we got distracted by the machine. He said, uh, who's on your, uh, Danny D. Wayne says, who's on your uh, Mount Rushmore? I guess a freestyle. Hmm. 
a Mount Rushmore freestyle. I'll, uh, we'll do Mount Rushmore of people I like, like shooting photos with. Okay. So okay, that would be on that. Mike Mason for sure. That we always had a great time shooting. Mace. That guy has fluid style, and I feel like I knew all this stuff like super well. So getting shots on Mike was a lot of fun. So yep. Uh, who else? Tom P. Of course. Jimmy Hill. Todd Potter. Um, how many is on my rush one? Shoot, drawing blinds at five, five presents, four. I'm your Rushmore. Uh, I'll name one more. Uh, who else is really fun to shoot with the head killer style? Hmm. Hmm. Lust, of course. Yeah, that guy was amazing. Machine with Jeremy. That's yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty heavy Mount Rushmore. Heck yeah. Yeah, cheers, Jeremy. Oh, basically pick, that guy went, man, way out of his time. You basically pick, like, all the most stylish people or, like, technical people ever. I like style. I feel like that's something that's, yeah, kind of lost in today's world of freestyle. It's more just, like, let's spin or, like, I don't know. There's no more, like, real peak apex extension that's stylish. I don't know. I just feel like there's too much emphasis put on front flips and double flips and spinning things. I don't know. I like a climactic moment, not like a helicopter yeah. falling okay. to the ground, I guess. Here's the thing with front flips. They're super gnarly, and it's not like a natural yeah. motion, so it's like always going to be a struggle to get it around. Yeah. You know, where's your bike? Like it's always just... Uh, just to that. send it every time. Hugh Donaldson's had style. Those guys had extension. Even Adam Jones, like, that guy's runs are still sick, but he just gets, gets shackled because he's not doing these, like, whirly twirly spin things. And, you know, not, not to sound disrespectful, I think it's, it's super impressive. It's amazing. It just, I don't think it looks that cool. <laughs> he's still doing things uh, that nobody does. He's do- He does things that he's been doing for 10 years that still nobody does. Like, I don't know. Yes, it's not a brand new trick, but it's so technical that people aren't doing it, and that should be taken into consideration. Absolutely. J- judging in freestyle is just, I don't know, I'm glad I'm not a judge. I don't want to knock it because I've never done it. I've never been asked, even though I've like seen every rider's trick at the jillion times, and, but whatever, my opinion doesn't matter. But uh, it does right now. <laughs> and I don't know, just tough, tough spot. I mean, even like back in the day with 360s, with a uh, Brian and Travis and even Goko do it. And I'm like, the 360 is never won a best trick contest. I don't think. Oh, I think that one year, Brian. But after that, oh, no one really. Goko always kind of got shafted doing his three variations. Even Travis, it was all about like the flip upside down. I don't know like what director made that call, but it's going to be the flip. But, you know, whatever. Not my choice. <laughs> do you think that maybe everybody going, oh, that's not really a 360 because it's not vertical. The bike's, you know what I mean? It's basically a flip. And it's like, listen, it's a fucking motorcycle. You're not going to spin it around like a yeah. bicycle 360. Like Different physics are involved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think maybe that hurt it. But you're right. Like, I definitely think Bilko got shafted a handful of times because – He's been so Many years, gnarly for so long, you know, and he's he threes everything. Yeah, he makes it look too easy. That's a problem. He'll that's throw it down all the time. He'll day. throw tricks with it. 
That's how I felt riding with Clint. I was always like, I think these backflip things are just fucking overrated. Nobody appreciates the nuances of a cliffhanger or something. I don't know. I guess he does that too. I still consider that I hired people that were better than me, even if I was the flipper. I still feel like Ray and Austin and those guys are all better riders than me. Yeah. You know. It's style. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, oh. Well, that's their problem. It's his business. It's freaking Javier, too. That guy's like, oh, well. Dude, he's so dialed. He's so moderated and appreciated for some reason. I don't get it. The stuff yeah. that that guy goes for and does, he's incredible. He's been around forever. Forever. He's so mentally strong to um, the year that he broke his femur and then came right back and then broke his femur again and then came back. And that was like bars flip or something at X-Games? Yeah, was, well, that that's, was pretty, that's not even the or Cordova flip? Yeah, he did a flip Cordova and the, um, the bars come off of the clamps. The uh, bolts going through the top triple clamp broke off. And then... Uh, but that's not even the year I'm talking about. The year I'm talking about, he broke his femur, like worked his ass off. Uh, it was X Games was probably a month after he broke his femur. He got back in the shape, rode X Games in practice for Speed and Style. This was in um, Austin. He, it was super windy. He does a lazy boy, gets caught with a gust of wind, re-breaks his same femur. He'd literally written like earlier that week and that was it. And I'm like, oh my God, dude. And then he came back again. And it's still su- super gnarly. Gnarlier than I've ever been after all that. Yeah, and it's not like he's getting older and he's got kids, which can be amazing. And his kids are older. Yeah, his kids are you know, like That could be a huge, like, that could be, ah, you know, kind of in my case, you're kind of like, all right, cool, I'll just focus on this. His kids are killing it and he's killing it. Yeah, that's cool to see. That's that's the goal right there. It's a focus. <laughs> Way to go, Javier. Hashtag yeah. <laughs> uh, guy's always out the track. Even with him and his wife, they're out there with the family. They're riding. They they can tell they like are they love the sport, and that's that's great to see. Those are the, the kind of people yeah. you like to surround yourself with. Um, Javier, dad. Passionate. His dad used to race. Even his brother wrote too. Uh, I remember his brother too doing all the freestyle shows back in the day. Javier will even say that Gabriel's the talented one. Gabriel, will, <laughs> they're both talented. Dude, he'll slack forever, and then he'll come out and ride for like a week with Javier and learn like all the tricks that Javier took like months to learn. He'll just learn them, and then he'll be able to do them. And Javier's like, "Fuck you! He, what the? Where is he still around? I haven't heard him in, I haven't yeah. heard of that name in a while." Yeah, Gabriel's around. He's been doing um, the Big Air ATV tours, and uh, I'm sure he's been doing some other stuff, but I know he's done that stuff. He's actually got a kid on the way. So first show uh, first show I ever did was with Gabriel, and it's like I hadn't really been around people flipping yet, and it was my first show. It's metal to metal on concrete, and then you just see people flipping. It just makes your stomach like it gets you nervous. It's intense. What are you looking at, Tedesco? I'm looking at what Danny uh, Dwayne's saying here. I thought uh, front flips is the trick where physics is going to stop the progression. Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, front flips don't look cool. They're, they're gnarly, I get it, but they just don't look cool. Chris, 
Your mom wants to know who takes pics of you when you ride. Uh, I don't know if anyone has them. Send them to me, please. I paid a couple guys. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I actually paid for my own photos. Believe it or not, I'll support other photographers. I'm like, oh, you know, I would like this to happen every now and then for me. So, you know, pay the favor back. <laughs> this fucking guy's amazing. It's hard if you could take a picture. Say that again. I said you're a man amongst boys, just helping every, helping out, you know, the people. He already called himself. Uh, he's the Robin Hood. He's Travis Pastrana. Just fuck with it. I was thinking that earlier when you said that about Javier. I'm like, he's like Ricky Carmichael because Carmichael always says he's not the most. You know, he busts his ass to get to that level. And then, like, Gabriel is naturally talented. Sometimes I can kick you in the ass a little bit. I think so. you don't I mean, here's necessarily have the drive. More people know of Javier than Gabriel, but Gabriel or Javier will tell you that Gabe is more talented. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. You just ride on the... Talent. Who would you say the most talented rider in freestyle is right now, Clint? Right Nick? now? Opinion? Yes, in the current freestyle landscape. I have my answer in my head, so I'm going to wait to see what you say. Most, Thank you. Yes, most talented. talented. Um, or I'm most exciting. I don't really want to label it too much, but you know, who's your favorite rider, the best tricks you know, right now? Well, see, there's different genres. Now. When you get put on the spot, this is hard. No, I mean, there's different exactly. genres. I think that... Um, if you were going to go just straight, like, talent and style, it's hard to get past uh, Beerman, uh, Axel, and Colby. The three of those guys mm-hmm. are super talented on bikes um, and do a lot of cool stuff. I would say at the top level. I think of uh, just, like, a sneak guy. Uh, this is a horrible answer. I'm not really fucking giving you a straight answer. But... A person that I put up there is not as big of a name as Jimmy Hill. He's super ridiculously talented, too, and does all these cool stuff, you know, that nobody else is doing. I love that. Straight. Hey, Jimmy's kind of his own job of motorcycle riding. Yeah. But he, he does it all that. Yeah, he does everything, and he's super good at everything. And when I rode with him, you know, like, you could tell he's just ultra-talented. And that's how I feel like watching the stuff Colby does, like his uh, real moto. That was fucking ridiculous. Everything in that was. Yeah, like, that was cool. I don't want to do anything. Would you consider that freestyle or would you consider that free ride? That's what so I was just thinking. Because think like, well, everybody there. Uh, here's the ramps. Do your best tricks. Yeah. Okay. Like I kind of think of Behrman and Colby and uh, Axel as like free riders. Not no, really. That's what I was saying. Not, just, you, not yeah, yeah. Freestyle with them, like. So we agree that Clint is wrong. No. 100%. If we're going to contest, (laughs) then it would probably have to be Pages. Just because he's doing all this stuff that nobody else does at all. Mm -hmm. It's hard because there's a change now. He was hurt. With the younger, with Beerman, all those guys, there's more of a a style component where it's like their style is making up and, and the scenes that they're riding in are making up for a whole variety of tricks, it right, seems like. That's just what we were saying, is that's more of a free riding element, whereas 
that's why I was saying just straight talented people that are super flowy on bikes and you can tell have a ton of bike control. I would say those three guys. Beyond that, if you wanted to go actual straight up contest people, then yeah, it's probably Pages. And then it's really hard between like, I think Clinton Moore is super underrated. Uh, David Renault. Yeah, killer style. He's, he does everything and he does everything really good. You know, I don't think he wins as much. What as about Bobby Battleberg? Bobby Battleberg. Battleberg too. We talked about him a few weeks ago. Yeah, he's super nice. We never dubbed over those videos. I know. I've been thinking. Of, I haven't had time, but we need to do it. I rec- I did a bunch of interviews the first day, Chris, and we didn't have any audio. So um, Nick does a good. He, look at. Well, you can't talk to fucking a dude who does this stuff and tell him that. He just lost all. He's probably like I just wasted my fast hour talking things. to you guys. I don't even know if this is recording. No, we don't even know if we're on the internet. You got film in that camera? <laughs> Where's going? your memory stick? D Wayne says FMX is pageants. He already retracted a comment though. Danny D Wayne, stop retracting tweets. Whoa, you pussy. Yeah, it's a real bummer he got hurt before X Games, especially since we haven't seen him in months and months, you know? Shoot, speaking of hurt, I kind of forgot about Levi Sherwood, too. Like, that guy's been injured the past two X Games. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to mention him, too, as far as talented. And he's a guy that has ultra good style, too. I think that. Did he's yep. double flipped 75 feet? Now he has, yeah, on some. I think it's a special. But that's fucking crazy. But there was definitely I didn't know he was doing that. There was definitely a time when I think that Levi won some contests he shouldn't have because he has such an amazing style and extension. Where other mm-hmm, people yeah. were doing Bobby burials and stuff and he was just doing really big KOD flips and still won. And I'm like Yeah, but if you got two people doing a double grab, you know, one does it way fucking wilder looking. It's like, yeah, that's it. I mean his, everything he did was Stretched out, twisted looking. No, but if somebody's doing varial, if you're doing really cool, I mean, quote unquote, regular tricks, like like saying double grab flips is regular because we're at Rebel X Because <laughs> we're at Rebel X Fighters. And well, yeah. Like half the people are doing uh, flares and body varials, then now that becomes a regular trick, a K or D flip. And you can't beat a flare and a body burial because you got sick extension. I don't Speaking know. Of body burials, how has no one done the Corolla? That was that done in 04. See, no one's done a Corolla since. Not even Puppet Chuck has landed a Corolla no. since the Staples Center. Because no one. I think. I think 15 years ago. No one. This is my personal um, opinion on that. He did it the hardest way possible. He did it super can, super can, and then spun. I've had this conversation with Chuck, and if you know Chuck, this was a hard sell. He was not very apt to listen to anything I had to say. But he went super can, okay? So when you super can, you roll your arm out, and then he went around that way and he had to spin around and look and then grab back onto his seat. 
If you remember, I, I have a body burial harness, and I was working on doing the same one, which I didn't realize he did it, Caleb Moore did, on the snowmobile, which was an Indian air, basically a one-handed indie, and then spun that way. And when you go that way, you're spinning out of your one hand. Away from your arm. And then you're going directly into your other hand as you come around. The other thing is you can twist your legs and then wrap them around each other, and that starts your spin. Versus Chuck had to do a sick-ass huge uh, super can and then swing himself around. So I think the other way... So why did he do it that way? He, because he was just doing just to make super it cans. No, he was doing super cans huge. And he goes, I think I can spin around this way. So in his head, that was the easiest way. And I could be totally fucking wrong. But I think that <laughs> spinning the other way works would be a more feasible way to do it. Makes more sense. How about Davy J's uh, latest decade burial? That was pretty awesome to see yeah. Davy J come out, bust that, stomp that. 100%. Wanted to see some detail on that on that triple clamp setup. Did you borrow that from Travis? I that from the no, booth. they made you talk I don't know. Yeah, we had them on here. They I think made they, their own. Wow. They made their some own. A good old Texas clamp. ingenuity. Yeah. Uh, and I asked him, he said he has a hole in the center, and his front brake lines go through the hole, and then he... Um, huh spins his bars the opposite way to get them cranked up so that way when he spins back around they're back normal yo if that was I, awesome really if I, go for that, that, I would have a spring loaded so it shot me around there <laughs> <laughs> you go off the ramp and the spring just, just takes it and shoots you to the left around the top <laughs> <laughs> Again, you ever gonna to go to E-Town and uh, dust off a bike? Get back out there? Yeah. Get back to the roots? I ride a little bit. Um, I raced uh, the last race at uh, the main track on English Town, the regular one. I raced that and then I raced once or twice after that at English Town. And I realized that um, riding a race once every couple of months is a horrible idea. Uh, <laughs> Like, only not practicing and only riding races every, like, three months was a bad idea, so I just stopped doing it. You know? Just book some comedy shows in Gulper, Jerry, on Wednesday evenings, and you'll go ride in the morning or afternoon, whatever it is, and then go there. Dude, I, I, uh, set, up, I set up that MotoCo uh, premiere at Zupco's Theater. Zupco runs that place? <laughs> Yeah, so there's Zupko's bar. He owns that, and he owns the theater, the yeah. Dinellan Theater. Oh, no, I don't know. I knew he had the bar. I don't know about the theater. Yeah, he's got both of them. Zupko's bar. So I was like, uh, when I saw that that movie was coming out, Tom posted that he was filming for the movie. So I texted Zupko, because I did a comedy open mic in his bar, and my mm -hmm. whole goal is to get a, put up a, put a big comedy show in the theater at some point. And uh, so I did the mic, and then I talked to, uh, or I saw the movie, and I saw Tom was on it, and I go, hey, there's this movie they normally do premieres, I'm going to try to get one in your theater, he's like, go for it. 
so then I reached out to Tom and I go, Tom, you're filming for that movie? He said, yeah. I said, are they doing premieres again? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, well, I got the perfect theater for them. And I didn't hear anything for like a month. And then finally Tom goes, yo, I forgot to say that they wanted to talk to you about the premiere. So I got his number. We text back and forth, set it up there. And then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I knew it was a perfect setup because obviously Richie's in the moto community, so he could, you know, put it out there. And it's super cool just the dynamic of it being a motocross movie and Richie owning the friggin' theater, you know, so uh, it was pretty fun. Yeah, I was wondering how that came to be, how they ended up there. It all makes sense now. Yeah, and that's the Pulp thing, the Pulp show before Jersey Supercross. Is the same thing. Yep. I, I was booking comedy in a room downstairs, and I knew that room was upstairs. And when mm. they were like, we're doing live shows, I started reaching out like, hey, I have the perfect room for you. And uh, ended up talking to Steve. We went back and forth, and I set that up. And then, like, same deal, like, three-quarters of the way through. I'm like, yo, I would really like to open for you guys with some dirt bike comedy. And uh, <laughs> he said, okay, so... I mean, the hardest thing with that is with comedy, you have to um, do it in front of people so that you can figure out what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, I don't have uh, crowds like that to talk about anything motorcycle, even remotely related. They just stare at me. So it's basically like going to these events with 100 people, you know, plus with some shit that I've never said before that I think will probably work, you know? That sounds scary. It was was rough. The first one, I only had so much motocross joke, and I ran out, so I tried a regular joke, and every... Like, when I first told the motocross joke, they really laughed, and I was like... It threw me off, because they laughed so hard at it, and I was like, oh, fuck. I don't have that much dirt bike stuff. So then I kind of froze up and then I went, I did a little bit and then I went into regular jokes and everybody stared at me. So then I was like, okay, uh, here's your, you know, here's the show. And I just fucking bailed off stage and introed those guys. And then uh, for the next one, I wrote out like a whole set that I figured would go about 10 minutes and then uh, it went better. But now I know, you know, you're, if you're in a crowd like that, you just do straight dirt bike stuff so for moto the movie i did some more just straight dirt bike stuff and then i realized a couple of points to mess with people in the crowd because i do a lot of crowd work anyway i talk to people and try to get funny stuff out of them so. find, someone to <laughs> huh? find someone to pick on in the front row yeah i pick on all people all over the room. <laughs> he's a boy he does. And then sometimes you get people that are just like get amped and they start yelling stupid shit out and then it's just like a gold mine. You know, it's like too easy to pick on that guy. So I usually try to find that guy. Oh, <laughs> the guy that's drunk, he's all just yelling shit at me because they usually say stuff funny, you know, that's easy to make jokes of. But I realize like it's good to make fun of, it's easy to make fun of Moto Dads. You know, like I asked it sometimes. Oh, yeah. I was like, who's a moto dad? And the kid's like, he is. You know, one guy was like, I am. And I was like, you. I was, I was like, hey, kid, you know, blink three times. It'd be forces you to ride. You know, you don't even, <laughs> do you even like riding? Is he making you? So, it was bad. How good was uh, Tom's part in that movie? Huh? 
How good was Tom Peace part in the new uh, Moto Co movie? Tom Peace part was awesome. Throwing upside down whips like out in the middle of nowhere. Off fucking natural shit. He's a super good rider. Tommy's the man. Yeah, it's, Tom's a great person to work with. He's super talented on the bike, off the bike, with the camera. Good person to work with. Yeah, do you guys did I you pick your brain about photography? Tom actually knows quite a bit. Uh, he's, you know, not to tell him too much, you know. Uh, we definitely bounce things off of each other. And sometimes I ask, you know, Tom, do you want to take the picture and have me you ride for you? Uh, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> anyone, but, you know, I actually stunt double for Tom quite a bit. Like a lot of those crazy shots that you see are actually me and Tom's taking the picture because he's such an avid uh, it did look like you and uh, people out there and send this for me. So Lee made me a set of Tom P here, and I like a whole kid. Totally kid. Totally kid. Who did the, who did the real moto picture? For X Games. And I'm like Tom. I'm, I'm really not that good. Like I'll, I'll go on a track and jump some stuff, but pretty scary. Like much respect to those guys. Like hey, there's a there's an embankment of like a natural curvature, and here's another one over here. I think we can like build this fast and jump over this. And just like sure, I'll go. Uh, this angle looks good over here. Just let me know. <laughs> but talks <laughs> yeah, incredible with the stuff he does out there. It shows in all his parts. Yeah, Even dudes like that, they got like timing is just insane. Especially natural stuff. Yeah, they're, he's good at fine stuff. If I had to be stuck in a van traveling the country with people, would rather be with Tom Peter, or uh, Jimmy Hill. There's, a, there's other people on, on the list, of course, but as far as currently, you know, being creative, those those are my guys. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, they both actually do. Actually, almost that season again too, coming up on desert season. Uh, Tom P, are you are you healthy enough yet? Can we like go, go film and shoot some stuff? Because I got a hankering for uh, gas station snacks and dinners. I can't wait. One <laughs> 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 one time we did a, uh, we were trying to find that trying to find a good spot for the Milky Way photo we did for X Games. So we we spent like so much freaking time traveling the country for like over. Over the course of two years, we'd actually spend two years on it, but during that time frame, we went on like, many different locations and shoots and like, failed quite a bit. And it's, it's not fun to like, go and like travel for six hours and like sleep in the back of a van on the air mattress and freeze your butt off and like have no amenities and then like leave disappointed because you couldn't find what you're looking for. But I guess it kind of happens when you're trying to do something that no one's really ever done before. You know, you're, you're going to come up. Yeah. So you consider short, but it's really just all part of the process but when you're in it you're like oh, why can't i do this how uh, did uh how'd that all go down how'd you pull that one together well <laughs> a lot of uh as uh todd potter would say giga dorking <laughs> just like you know known settings and uh like the map locations to where we thought it would line up and tom had to find a location where he could actually jump something in the dark uh, which is pretty sketchy. Like I couldn't even see when I was walking around, let alone being on a bike and having like track a lift or something. You know, it's easy for me to say, Tom, just just do it. You know, just go ahead and I'll take the picture. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Ted? Shut up. This is scary. <laughs> you know, but sometimes I had to, you know, applaud my inner Jay Schweitzer every now and then. But do it. <laughs> but yeah, we, we found this one spot and we went out uh, to Death Valley many times. But the location where we actually ended up getting the shot, we went out to three different times. Uh, to try to you know to scout it and find out what would work and, and how we could do it, but essentially it was uh, almost like a, a panorama photo. So we like shot it in sections, 
and like we knew where the action was going to be, and we shot the action, and then shot the rest of the frames, and then put it all together in Photoshop because you know, if all these different photos in a row, and you have to blend them together seamlessly. So it was definitely a, a lot of a science of like timing with the rotation of the Earth and the Milky Way, like our galaxy that we're floating around it, <laughs> along with like a, a jump <laughs> that Tom can do in the dark and setting it up with lights and getting it done just right to expose them properly with the Milky Way. It was a pretty awesome project. And you know, all that time and effort, <laughs> uh, you know, we got second in that contest. It was a little disappointed to just, you know, keep it nice and PC. But, you know, <laughs> we gave it our yeah. all. And uh, I think, well, we might not have won. I think we won. <laughs> but we definitely need to get back out there and do some more. What won? What's that one? What? Uh... Mm, black and white fisheye photo. Right. Skateboarder. I mean, no disrespect, but. <laughs> Total disrespect. Dude, you... I, I, now I understand how Bilko felt all that's true. <laughs> You're like, really? Yeah. All right. Tedesco disproved flat earth theory with his photo. At least Bilko got medals for that, as we're like with the photo thing. It's just like, oh, yeah, I want to take all gold medal. You know, oh, yeah. have a nice day. So. Uh, you know, so for the past three years, they've had that contest. Tom and I have come in second twice and have no medal show for it because they don't give a medal for second or third. So that's a little disappointing. But, you know, we got to keep on trying. So, Tom, let's get in the van and go shoot some more stuff somewhere else. Can you tell us what your uh, plan is this year now? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I put so much thought and effort into that Milky Way shot with Tom that I really – I don't know what to do next, to be quite honest. That's that's hard to go up from. Yeah, I mean, like, literally capturing the galaxy that we're in along with action – in the middle of the night in an epic location like Death Valley. I mean, shoot. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've got to go back to the drawing board for that one. But fortunately, we, we have some time. And actually, the contest is a little bit different this year with the way they're structuring it with different themes and whatnot. So I don't really know uh, how we're going to go about it, but we're definitely not done. And we're going to give her hell and try, try again, right? There's I nothing think, else we have to do. That's what we want. So let's keep on doing it. I think you do something, you really up the difficulty, like... Uh... Uh, ride in Amsterdam without doing drugs. Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. Matt already went on the water. Didn't he ride the water bike through Amsterdam recently? Or was that a different, different country? Really? But, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think He, he thought he did. He was on drugs. <laughs> he never, <laughs> he never even went to Amsterdam. Dude. They figured out how to uh, video his dream. That's all that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty remarkable with all the stuff he's done. He's that guy's wild. That's off of him. Yeah, next level super, stuff by Rob. Yeah, talk about thinking out of the box, like in a different way than Pages, you know. But he's still like doing stuff that, you know, nobody like a water bike. Really, you're gonna yeah, jump. Insane. I think he got bored with um, distance and jumping on top of huge buildings and dropping off of crane setups. Exactly. Like it's all the he did all the crazy and now he's doing like stylish type stuff. And he's not okay. who knows what he else what else he has cooking in that head of his. I, I can't wait to see what uh, idea he puts out there. It's gonna be awesome. Of course. Yeah, man. Well, what mm -hmm. do you you gotta uh, what put the kids to bed next? 
Um, Come again? Yeah, there's a battle going on about homework in the house. I went there to go to the bathroom. You don't so. Know anything about uh, no, you know what? I went in. And I did math wrong. I said, Brent, I know all this math." She's like, "Well, yeah, it was five divided by five. I fucked it up. <laughs> or twenty-five or fifteen divided by five. And Christy looks at me. I'm like, hey, "You know what I meant? I said the right thing." She's like, "See, you don't know." Is a negative number. No. It's like negative. 15 divided by 5. And I was thinking 5, 25 divided by 5. So I said 5. And I'm like, no, not 5, 3. And then she caught me. So I came back out here. But I got to go straight. And it's all new math, too. So everything's got squares and cubes and all these extra numbers you got to do. Math is very important. I know. That's the only thing I do at work is math. Not the only, but a lot of it. Not the complicated math, the multiplication. You're just counting money, though, Nick. I'm counting... Ow! Clint doesn't even know what I do. He counts money. <laughs> yeah, I count money. I wish. It's like, how many bales of, uh, of shingles do you have? That's uh, $2,000. Bales of shingles. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> bales of shingles. <laughs> Clint's like, I'll do, I'll do twenty funnies for fifty bucks a pop. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right, that's right, exactly. It's all you get. You want me to host it? It's another fifty bucks. That's right, two dollars a funny. All right. <laughs> that's how that's how it works. For, for ten minutes or eight minutes, so it's like, you know what I mean? Two bucks times fifty people, two drink minimum. This is math. Yeah, what, Overhead what pays better, comedy or freestyle, Clint? For the amount of time you put into it. What pays better, comedy or freestyle? Well, that's a silly, silly question. Comedy, for sure. Right, no. We all know that. <laughs> right now, fucking uh, bear fights, definitely. I mean, if I got to a point... What where is it? I, I've made more money... What does it take to get flip play? Me promoting... In comedy. Show. Me promoting the show. And getting ticket money. But when you were getting flip pay, you were kind of promoting it, or at least running the ramps. Yeah, but, like, just I could break it out what I got paid to flip, you know, versus, like, the ramps and everything. But I always charged, even at the end, I charged 2500 to flip. I never really flipped for less than that. Uh, the most I did book a show, and I made 1200 off of the show. Um, one night, but <clears throat> that's the only time that's happened for me so far. And uh, that's the night I crashed out and Clint refused to pay me. That's, no, I'm, <laughs> saying comedy. I'm saying comedy. I did a show. I'm I got kidding. all the tickets. I had to pay people out. I made twelve hundred after that. But that's the most. Yeah. I made yeah, but you risk no medical bills. No, I agree. Believe me, people say that. Aren't you scared? And I'm like, no, I'm nervous. Scared as you might die. <laughs> Nervous as people are not going to laugh at you. <laughs> to some no, people, that's dying. You, not in a good way. <laughs> I've seen Clint try to off himself before at a show. Jeez. At a comedy show or at a dirt bike show? At a dirt bike show. <laughs> Somebody else was Snapchatting you at a comedy show after a set went bad. <laughs> uh, just like, ah. Clint's got a, a belt around his neck. <laughs> talking about it. No, that dirt bike tried to off me at that show you're talking about. Yeah. 
he was shut off Chris, sure. and then oh, yeah. nearly died, and then Nick stole my jersey that they cut off me. There it is. I think Chris locked up. The weather's too nice there. The internet went down. The sun. Yeah. He can yeah. see it. Look at you blocked up. I still see myself. Stole it. About, about. And look at Clint. I even hung it up. I put screws in the wall. Damn. Church it up. <laughs> Am I still frozen? No. I never frozen, I don't think. I think you were just. No, you never frozen. So, what would you say is one of the most influential moments in freestyle moto history? Probably, Go. Probably when I made the uh, landing ramp on the East Coast. Hmm. No, no. Didn't Brody Wilson make a landing ramp on the East Coast? Brody Wilson? Yeah. No, I did. <laughs> I had like third or fourth oh, in the world, here. probably. Whoa. I bought. I built mine in 2001. At that point, mm. uh, at that point, there was that wooden one on um, Warp Tour. There was uh, Mark Burnett's. And I don't know of any other landings when I finished mine. Clint's was made yeah. out of cardboard, but it was one of the first ones. Uh, no, maybe LB. So I think Clint's egotistical moment of him building a landing ramp. What's your most influential freestyle moment? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I guess. Uh, oh, you're asking Nick now? Being yeah, the guy who built the the third landing, mean? mobile landing, invited me on his podcast <laughs> to heckle to heckle me. Uh, <laughs> there are so many better moments than both of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, talking to the Travis Pastrana of photography of motocross tonight is I know, a big moment right a now. So tell me. In I would say uh, Metzger doing that um, first, second gear flip, which mm. besides that, think about this. There only People had only done it off of super kickers to that point. Nobody had done it in second gear, period. The very first second gear flip is done in a contest, 85 feet, dirt to dirt. And then how long, sure wasn't take, how long after that did it take people to start to even flipping dirt? Yeah. You could tell he just had the feel for it. That's for sure. So you I know, Philadelphia, too, goes to that. I actually did a show with him the week prior to that. I was on the, doing the Boost, Boost Mobile Tour or whatever, freestylemx.com. Mm -hmm. uh, and I... Uh, he goes, I'm going to flip second gear. And I go, do you think that you can? And he literally turns and goes, I know I can. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Settle down. Man. But uh, so like he was just, he was doing it either way. But I mean, the, I think that it's lost on a lot of people. Nobody's ever addressed how gnarly that is that most people didn't even think that was possible. And very first time. He goes, oh, anybody flips over 45 feet or even in second gear, it's 85 feet and dirt to dirt, which it took people a couple of years to start flipping dirt after that. And that was the very first second gear flip in a rhythm section, dirt to dirt, 85 feet. Super gnarly. X Games 2, live TV, pressure's on. Yeah. 
You got yeah. one shot. Unfazed. This is this is t- go time. Dude, fold it. And I I've seen a um interview with Travis. They go, you know, <laughs> what would it, you have done? And he goes, listen, it's easy to, or it's on chapter one or something. And he goes, it's easy to say what you would have done, should have done. He goes, but. I'm pretty confident I would have dropped him right behind him and done backflip, no footer to backflip, no footer. 100, 150% of you have done that. 150%. <laughs> Only person who can even make that statement and everybody goes, eh, maybe, I don't know. You know, not like, ah, you're full of shit. Listen. Yeah, Travis. He may have crashed his dick off, right? I don't think so. But he would either way. Crash or make it, he was going for it, hundred percent. Oh, he wasn't gonna think long enough for it to cross his mind that he was gonna crash. No, he for sure. It didn't matter at that point. X Games, tra- you're Travis Pastrana. You're definitely pulling the trigger. X Games, Mets's backyard. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> That's those the level those dudes are on. Yeah, no, that was a fun level. I've said it a million times. I think that Travis. I think like his brain takes takes in stuff faster that like it processes stuff faster than the rest of us. Cause he does shit, you're like, what the fuck was that? Like, how do you even? He probably would have been some sort of scientist, but then he got a dirt bike and and he's like using that brain power to I don't know nitro circus circus, thanks to it. Yeah, exactly. Which is wonderful. That tour is like that tour is great. Um, have you done anything on it, or what have you done on it? I have photographed Nitro Circus tour many a times, and uh, their live uh, evil live events too. Like I was I was working with the History Channel and Nitro Circus to document Travis's jumps. That was cool. Videos. So yeah, I was like the the television photographer, which is like pretty rad. I had like a my own assistant and like a whole uh, digital editor and like a whole team of people like what do you need like running around all over the place and I'm like wow the fact that they even have like help right now is like huge and weird because normally I'm just out there like huffing it and running myself like responsible for all editing and file like transferring all that kind of stuff so to have a team I was like oh wow this is is great you know like I really appreciate this so I finally made it you know wow this is cool (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there was like, a, pressure, a lot of pressure because like, oh, wait, now that I have all this assistance, I, I still have to get the shot. I'm like, I have no excuses. I really have to get it now. So uh, that was pretty fun to watch and, you know, jump the, the crush cars and the, the buses and then to jump over Caesars fountains on the, the Indian was really cool. And it was so packed to the amount of people there. Like everywhere you looked around, like on every casino, balcony or parking garage, any vantage point you could get at the area, it was full of people to see like how a motorcycle can bring that many people together in one place is really remarkable. Like the power that two wheels really have and offer. It's just, it's incredible. And, you know, we include Travis with that and to have him actually do it successfully in Travis Pastrana fashion. Like it's a, it was a no brainer <laughs> to have him do it. It was really cool to see all those people there and to, to be part of it. It was really electrifying. It's kind of, kind of hard to top a lot of these uh, incredible events I've done because you're like the the level of like what you're shooting and like the people involved in it and the energy of the crowd. It's like, it's really exhilarating. It's like, there's definitely like a come down after like shooting something like that. So you're just like, it's so crazy and remarkable. And it's like, you're next to the guy jumping. Like you're one of the closest pieces of the puzzle 
to capture it. You know, you're right. I'm right there next to Travis, you know, and, or at any event. You know, the, the day after, you're like, ooh, it's almost like a hangover. You're like, my gosh, like, that was so crazy. Now what? It's like kind of quiet and nothing's going on. I need, I need to do something to like kind of try to match that or, you know, get on the bike myself or try to find something else to, to shoot to kind of balance it out. All those things are just, wow, it's like a, it's a rush. Like, I can only imagine what it feels like to actually do the jump and land it. I can't even imagine, like, what goes through yeah. the athlete's mind when that takes place and, like, the feeling afterwards because I know what I feel and I'm not even doing it. <laughs> so I can't even, like, begin to imagine. It's incredible to work with so many talented athletes at their, their prime and peak and to be able to capture that in the best way that I see possible and to be trusted to do that. It's, like, incredible. <laughs> I'm yeah. very, very grateful for all that. Yeah, and that's, you know, it's a lot of pressure. That's a good realization to have now in your life while you're still doing it because a lot of people overlook all that stuff and don't, uh, they take it for granted, you know, until later when they go, oh, that was really cool or whatever. So it's a good, I think the last like probably six or eight years of my career, I was like, this isn't going to last forever. And I kind of started to try and take stuff in and use those trips as you know to get to see stuff and just really take in the moment like you were saying and that's why you know i was at a point where i was pretty much uh kind of fading out of freestyle you asked me before about the one of the best you know the craziest moments and being on the floor for that event made me realize like you're saying that i couldn't totally walk away from performing and being in front of a crowd like that, you know, like I needed to figure something out at that point. It was like, I got to ride some more, you know, but, uh, I don't think, I think that Avenue probably reached its end, but yeah, events, live events and being in front of people and the nerves and the excitement and all that is hard to beat. Yeah. That's the closest thing we can get to being a, a rock star. <laughs> the motorcycle is the instrument. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, now, that's, I like uh, doing the comedy because the instrument is just my thoughts and fucked up stuff that I come up with to, you know, talk about or whatever. So, like, oh, Jersey, I know you got a lot of them up in there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, you know, a lot of it is like last night I had a hard time. It was kind of a rough crowd and I didn't necessarily jive with them. So uh, I just had to stay myself and go, like, deeper. I, like, figured out whichever jokes were the most weird or creepy that I had. I went those ones. So I'm like, I'm either going to win you over or you're definitely going to dislike me. But it's like we're already <laughs> at this point here. So I'm just going to stay, you know, stay the course. Have you considered going, like, full on Andrew Dice play? Bring that, bring that style of comedy back? No, I just say, we, you know. Like, he does wear a leather vest. Oh, jokes that are like, you, you know, they're not real. I just made them up because it's ridiculous shit to say. That's always fun. I love saying ridiculous stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad when you like tweet it or, or uh, like post an Instagram post about it when you buzz. Like, oh, I thought I said that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Every morning when I wake up and I see all these comments back, I'm like, who did I? Ah, who was that guy? Who got I was I was running my mouth. 
<laughs> well, that's the great thing about yeah, being a comedian is that now it's just an excuse. It's like, oh no, it's a joke. <laughs> <I'm a> comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think little shit completely acceptable. I mean, I want to live in like a culture where all we have to say is like happy fairy tales and rainbow BS. Like you should be able to express all your emotions. For you, there's no sense of being like these ones aren't acceptable because they're not PC and aren't marketable. So therefore, it's hurting our overall value and like our return on our investment. Like it's kind of yeah. it's like you know you shouldn't be a robot because none of us like are. <laughs> we all have emotions. You can be pissed off. You can be happy. And say if you don't like it, stuff. move on. Yeah, say move on. No. Except now it's like you're like forever. Like hope you see the latest uh, Chappelle stand up on Netflix. Oh yeah. Where he's like making the audience where he's like, oh, I'm gonna no matter what you do down the line, I'm gonna find out if I find something, I'm gonna like hate you, I'm, like hold it against you. <laughs> like it's just crazy about like. Yeah. People are and everybody's guessing Trump, this and that. And he's like, yeah. you motherfuckers, you are the worst yeah. people I've ever tried to entertain. <laughs> he's right. And dude, I live, you know, like being here and where I do most of the mics, like out where I'm at, there's not shit. Um, everything's like right on, like right next to the city, basically. And, um, and in the city and everybody in this area and scene is so PC, dude. Like, mm. I, That's not common. Nah, it's, it's a little bit rough. I, I'm like, there are definitely people that dislike, like, I went to a um, mic one time in Philly, and it was hosted by two women, and one's like, I'm a lesbian, and the other one may have been a lesbian. I'm not sure. So I thought... Look I'd at that little trick he just did. Hang on. <laughs> the two bottle opener. <laughs> nice. All right, back to the lesbians. So, I do. I thought I would do ironically funny jokes in this room, and uh, other than Jason Rowe and Ray Bennett, nobody else thought it was ironically funny. I, the one female host did. The other one literally wanted to stab me. But the one female host was laughing like she thought it was funny. And the rest of the room was dead silent staring at me with their mouths open for the whole time. And I was like, all right. Fuck. <laughs> I read that room totally wrong, Chris. That's <laughs> <laughs> what so cool about freestyle back in the day was that, like, everyone just said what was on their mind. And that was, like, what came out. And it was so unique and organic. I don't know it's so more much more contrived, I feel. It's like this mold that's like completely ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with, uh, you know, Moto's obviously a further example of that and how everybody's just the company line, you know, like my bike ran great, tires hooked up, you know, I uh, adjusted the clickers and the pull rods for a little extra power, here's a sticker. Yeah, it's nonsense. What other sport, other professional sport does that? None. Like, just pay the guys money and let them be themselves. Like, they're already selling for you. Like, I'm not going to buy something from a company because Ken Roxon says it on the podium. I already know who represents Roxon. Like, I don't need him to be like, yeah, thank you for this and that. Like, just tell me what you really think. Give me, like, your actual feelings, and that should, nothing should be held against them in a negative manner from what they say. But that's – I'm not in charge of that stuff. I think what do the I issue I is that they're afraid of PC <laughs> culture being like, oh – 
this guy, you know, drinks beer on the weekend. So basically, by endorsing him, we're endorsing beer drinking, and we can't have that. Yeah, but it's dirt bikes. Like, what mini dad isn't slamming beers? I mean, that's <laughs> real. I agree with you. I think they're more worried about uh, mini dads doing CBD to go to bed than fucking drinking beers. Ooh, CBD is like fit tea. It's got it's got cannabis in the name. Uh, the devil's cabbage. It's the devil's lettuce. Terrible. All right. Uh, yeah, you're right. See, this is how I went in the house. I started doing math and I fucked it up. Well, what's, what's next for you, Chris? What do you got coming up? Anything good? Hmm. I just got done with a good stretch of events. Like, I was doing a bunch of work with Red Bull. I uh, did straight rhythm. Then I did a, actually a Red Bull Soapbox Derby, which is hilarious. And before that was Red Bull Flute Dog. Uh, just like pretty crazy out there brand building events that are just hilarious and fun to be a part of. Uh, before that was uh, X Games and did a bunch of riding in New Jersey. But coming up, it's kind of kind of slow right now. So I try to just do more personal projects where it's like go meet up with Jimmy Hill or Tom P and just go out there and invest my own time and money into being creative with whatever concept we kind of feel like doing. So it's kind of like a balance of taking your downtime and still being uh, productive and constructive with it. And then, you know, obviously being available when that paying client comes around and needs you to do something. But uh, I know in December we have some more stuff coming up with some off-road things related to Glamis. But uh, we're not just trying to get back on this thing. I actually got taken out at the Fox Raceway vet track by some uh, older guy. I don't know what happened. Uh, he just got a little, I don't know if he got whiskey or what, but he, like, just full-on, like, slammed into my back tire with his front wheel. And we locked, locked bikes and, like, went down and crashed and twisted my ankle and uh, busted up my shoulder pretty good. He knocked himself out, but uh, just got like <laughs> Uh, actually, uh, yesterday. So I'm trying to get back in the groove of riding again and hopefully be able to throw my uh, Alpine Star media vest on and go and do some more shooting with the guys out in whatever location we see fit for it. It's kind of the fun part of what we get to do is go and do those creative free ride, uh, you know, conceptual projects that are just kind of something that we put together and hopefully the people like it and enjoy it. So you basically so with rain coming to California over the winter, you're kind of gearing up for that. Are you going to shoot MEC or no? Uh, I don't. I don't. Wasn't planning on it. I actually haven't shot Monster Cup since like the the first year when Villa Photo won it. But uh, I'll definitely be watching it, or maybe even go out to Vegas and hang out with Jimmy Hill. He's actually uh, in Cirque du Soleil right now, so I think I'll go hang out with him. Yeah. And watch it as a fan. Oh, it's always nice getting to go to a. What's that? He's in that like dirt bike bicycle Cirque du Soleil show. Yeah, you got a call for that recently, so I know he's living out in Vegas, so he's not too far to go. Maybe go out there and link up with old Hillsack. It's been a while. We always do some creative stuff. Actually, the last project we did, we used uh, or one of the leading shows to promote this uh, podcast here, the the cube that we did. You know, that was kind of a fun concept. We were like, "Hey, Jimmy, let's make some abstract shapes. You think you could like build something out of whatever you have at your house?" And he's like, "Yes, I got this." And I'm like, "All right, cool." But it's like that. <laughs> everything i had lighting wise like everything in my studio packed up my truck and drove uh you know four hours up to where he lives and i get up there and him his brother made this like massive 10 by 10 cube out of a conduit and the thing was massive and he was able to ride through it and we like aligned it with led lighting and set up some strobes and 
had him also ride in the middle of the night and do those cool conceptual shots, which is tough because like it's hard to actually find an athlete that wants to ride in those conditions to make an image like that. You know, a lot of people don't see the point or the purpose or want to take the risk. And very fortunate to align myself with uh, the people that do want to do that because that's the kind of stuff I want to do. Don't get me wrong, like going to races and shooting that stuff is cool, but you're extremely limited with what you can do. And, you know, uh, the artistic mind of mine wants to do more than that. So when I, whenever I can, get it done. <laughs> when do you come back? Yeah, that came out cool. <clears throat> hmm. Maybe I'll come back in November. Um, I don't know if I'm really supposed to talk about this, but I got into so a contest that may or not be taking place in Italy in November. So I'm supposed to be maybe going there if all works out right. So maybe after that, I'll uh, stop back over since New York and New Jersey is a little bit closer than California. So I'm kind of still working out the details on that travel. But it should be pretty cool. And keep an eye out for that because another photo that Tom P and I did made it into uh, the semifinals of Red Bull Loon. So you know, we could make the final 55 and maybe win uh, something cool with that. So well, there you go. Get it's pretty it. exciting. If you do, we're going to uh, put it out to our six listeners. At least yeah, two <laughs> left. Should we even talk? It was eight hours now. At least two of them. Oh. you uh, holy shit to the table. Danny got six. Carrie Hart's first backflip attempt. That was pretty, that was one of my first uh, captures too. I remember I was uh, sixteen. Also, uh, mom let me go to actually. She drove me to Unadilla, shot the national, uh, and then. From there, drove to Providence, Rhode Island, and then shot gravity games, which is coincidentally the year Carrie Hart did the backflip. I remember hearing uh, the buzz around the, the contest scene before. It was like, Hart's going to go for a backflip. And like, no one had ever done or seen a backflip at that point, other than that, like, EXO movie where some guy did it on the CR80. It was like, someone's going to do, like, a legit backflip on a full-size bike in a contest. So, like, we made sure we were ready for that. And we are lined up on the side of the hill, and... Very sure as shit, off the backflip, you know. The landing is still debatable, but he uh, went for it, hit the ground, and bounced off. But we had this, I had this photo at the time running Moto Accenture, and I'm like, oh, my God, this happened. So I ran, like, back to the media center, loaded it, put it online, sent it out there. I actually called Steve Rude, the factory spectator. He was at a, a national. I'm like, Kerry Hartland, the backflip. So obviously before social media and all that kind of stuff, so you had to put in a little bit more effort to communicate it to people. <laughs> So I'm like, check it out. It's on my website. And I think this went like, I guess will be the meaning of viral back then. And like, took off like wildfire. So that was oh, like, that's fucking cool. Moment. And I always remember the after parties too. <laughs> I, I won't name names, but I remember two, two rival sports at the time. There was a gravity games held at after party. And they thought, you know, why not invite all the athletes? But not all the athletes got along back then. So I just remember, you know, being a 16 year old wandering around Providence. Uh, checking out the scene, like just seeing a row of people coming down this escalator, and like people are throwing punches, like people are bailing off the side of this escalator. On <laughs> it was wild, but it was a uh, two two rival two wheel sports going at it with some of like the legend OGs. <laughs> it was pretty pretty. Uh, so I'll never forget that. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Things, things are you were in the you were in the deep of it from the beginning. Yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, I don't know what my mom was thinking, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you she was trying to lose you. 
I know, I was a pain in the ass. Like, I couldn't lose him at Gravity Games. I'm putting him on a plane to California. Uh, yeah, that was a fun time. We're getting rid of him. Yeah, this kid survived Gravity <laughs> Games. What the fuck? Now I'll just show Oh, after that, I, so I got the photo of Kerry Hart, and after that night, I was seeing, like, the big rival action sports brawl. Hanging out all night. We leave the hotel with me and my buddy Gianno Giano at the time. We walk out at like six or seven in the morning of like it was a holiday in Providence. And uh, there's a tour bus sitting out front of the lobby. We're like, fuck, this has got to be someone important. Like we're 16 year olds. Like who the heck comes up in a tour bus? And sure as shit, it was strung out. And then we're like, holy crap, that's strung out. We love strung out. This who the heck doesn't love strung out? They rip. And uh, we knock on the door of the bus and Jordan Burns comes out. And like, holy crap, good. And like, I we don't know who we are, but we know who you are. Like you are a Moto Triple X. In the photo of Kerry Hart doing the backflip. This is before like people had digital photos at their disposal to show people. And he's like, "What? Are you serious?" We're like, yeah, I got on my laptop. He's like, "Come on the bus." Like, what? <laughs> so, at 16 years old, we got strung out to bus. Oh, shit, that's fucking photo. cool, dude. You guys are awesome. You're coming to our show later. So they put us on. <laughs> They put us on their uh, their list, and like we were hanging out on this tour bus, was strung out before the show, and like brought us out on the stage, and like shooting photos are strung out. It was pretty wild stuff. Kind of, Holy shit, that's that, cool. But, yeah, to be like a teen and just like hanging out with your idols and documenting it at a time when it wasn't like the cool or cliche thing to do, because like kind of if you were into photography and doing websites, you were kind of viewed as like a bit of a nerd back then, because you really had to understand computers and camera settings and things like that and that wasn't cool for like the mainstream hardcore so like kind of pave that path and set that trend and have it actually be a success and get to experience those things is wild i'll, I'll never forget like being up there with strung out and so seeing that and run the motor triple x it's, it's really really awesome to see all these things still thriving and alive and relevant in today's times so many years removed from it that's badass that's, that's a crazy cool. story <laughs> Yeah, I got the photograph my first pair of uh, boobs at that event. You know, I was 16. <laughs> like, Whoa, that's rad. I need to be a concert photographer. All I see is freaking dudes changing into their riding gear doing freestyle. <laughs> Shooting concerts way cooler. <laughs> that is fucking cool. Yeah, that was, that was a fun one. Uh, I don't know how to top that story. Do you think that... There's no way to. Would you call Carrie Hart's flip an attempt? I think that... The fact that nobody had ever done it before, nobody thought that it was possible, and the fact that he came around to his wheels, I mean, the setup was not conducive for going 40 feet high and landing and riding out. So in my head, that's completed. Like, the fact that the landing was so harsh that he got blown off, he still did a backflip. Yeah, it wasn't like he went for it and, like, Sailored and threw the bike away, or like completely looped out and wasn't even close. Like he touched down, like you said, both wheels. He was on the bike, and then it got ripped away from him. And then it was, at that time, nobody knew. Yeah, the dude went fucking forty-five feet straight up and straight down and got blown off his motorcycle. Yeah. That's that's a that's a physics and strength problem. Not like he did the flip. He totally flipped over. He proved. He went more than the flip, dude. Either, I mean, he was only like a teeny bit over, though. 
He wasn't that much over. That's yeah, but with that point. amount of spin and that distance, yeah. I don't even think the spin was it. I think even if he had come in, maybe, maybe if he come perfectly in nose, he would have smashed. But I think that he went so high. If he was nose down, it may have been worse. Like he may have broke his wrists or something. So I think that. Huh? Sorry, go on. What'd you say? I was saying it because he touched back a little first and slapped and then yanked the bike away from him. So, yeah. I don't know. All wheel touch with him on it. So, tech, you know, you want to be technical. You want to, like, call him out like Cameron Steele always would do. Oh, he landed. But, you know, <laughs> like, he still touched down and broke away. It was still, like, super inspiring for the yeah. time. And took the two years after that, someone actually landed successfully in contest. Exactly. From a ramp where the physics is different and you're traveling forward backflips are way more controllable and smoother at a distance uh even super kickers suck because you just go straight up and straight back down versus flipping 75 feet is way is way better and way more controllable and you come in way smoother so i think that he did in my in my mind, he did the flip. He proved it's possible. You can do backflips. Hundred percent, he made it happen. Absolutely, and he reaped all the rewards for it, despite his messed up back. That guy's a legend. And he went back the following year in best trip and tried it and wadded himself up again. Bad. Yeah, and then he never made it one without being hurt. I think he landed it in 02, didn't he do it in best? Yeah, but he, uh, he landed it. Exactly. He's still like over rotated and like went off a bit. He cased a little bit and then went down to the bottom and put his foot out and stomped the fire that on his ankle. Mm-hmm. On that white Honda with the Hurley. Uh, yes, that was a sweet bike too. That was yeah. a good looking bike. All right, dude. Uh, first off, Danny D. Wayne retracted a statement, but it was a good joke. He said, "I'm in a, I'm in a um, interracial relationship. My girlfriend likes black guys." Which, listen, that's a hundred percent a joke. I would tell. <laughs> I would totally tell that. You know, I'm, why can't why, why can't someone laugh at that? That's funny. I don't know. That is funny. I don't know why. Why would you retract that? Idea. Double D. Listen, I got a joke that I ask people if they, I'm like, uh, I'm torn about weed being legalized because one, it's stopped me from having uh, tickets because if I have in the car, I drive the speed limit. But, <laughs> yeah. but on the other hand, if uh, it was legal, I could drive with more. Right now, I only have an ounce and a small bong. Strictly what I could fit in my butt. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if Joe is indecent or offensive, is it even really funny? That's kind of the whole point of comedy, isn't it? Like, to poke fun at all the things that everyone is so uptight about. That's the whole point of comedy. 100%. Yeah. After Chappelle's and everybody was freaking out, I'm like, listen, this is the whole... This is the whole deal, is to tackle subjects that are taboo to everybody and twist it, even if it's fucked up. You're just twisting it from another angle and being like, okay, you know, like, there is another side to this, at least. You know, so I think uh, everybody needs to be open-minded and think that Carrie Hartland did the first flip. 
<laughs> I'm down with it. It's okay to be offensive, you know. Life's too short anyway. We're not making it out alive anyway. It's okay to tell some jokes that maybe are a little confrontational. Don't worry, I like it. I like it. I'm just trying to tame it down enough on the moto side so that everybody is palatable for everyone. You got good like mini dad jokes and just like the guy who thinks he's the to shit and shows up with like his full set of gear and perfect bike, but he just sucks on the track, you know. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of you in moto too, <laughs> especially on the East Coast. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I need enough time, enough uh, opportunities to explore it out. You know what I mean, so that I can uh, go further down that road. But yeah, there's definitely. You need to start hanging out at U Town again a little bit more. Get get a little bit more involved with the culture there. <laughs> I know you're probably not wrong. I, should, I probably should have gone to K-Rock, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. So there's that. There's a lot of, speaking of K-Rock, there's a lot of racers in that. That was like over 700 entries. Yeah, it's, come, it's kind of coming back. Um, just the local moto scene, there's way more people. When I first moved back here, I went to a practice or something or a race, and there was like nobody there. And it seems in the last huh. couple of years, it's... Uh, it seems to be building back up, so that's good. Yeah, it's cool to see all the people involved on the East Coast that are into moto. Yeah, people with their standard SUV with a you know a Joe Hauler single bike in the back, like full, like wow, that guy probably owns an excavating company rig, you know. Like, yeah. But there, there's no short that are still involved in it. It's just that uh, the areas don't really embrace it. Like out in California, like two wheels is the culture here. Like it's part of it. You're not like a criminal for riding your motorcycle. You know, you're like, it's physically demanding. It's super expensive. And all the upkeep and everything that comes along with it, there's a lot of like good life lessons to be learned from it. For some reason, the East Coast wants to like just label you as a trespassing degenerate criminal. You know, like there's so many amazing trails in New Jersey that go through open landscape that no one's touching, that no one wants anything to do with. But for some reason, it's like a, a great revenue source to like just ruin people's day to just bust people for riding out there. I just, I just don't get it. Just embrace it. Yeah. Charge a fee for it. Charge a registration like California. You pay a registration fee on your dirt bike, just like your car, and it allows you to ride all these different places. New Jersey loves money. Tax it. People will pay it. People will ride. Yeah. Make it more accessible. I'm torn. I'm torn on that statement right there. Right, Nick? Fuck the government and taxes. Yeah, I just want to ride wherever the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> risk of like getting criminal trespassing. Your bike. Yeah, no, it, I'm punk rock. I'm not paying for shit. You get put t- me in jail. So for what? Like, I'll pay the like registration on that thing is like fifty bucks for the year in California. You get to ride on Lamus Dumont, like, and all these amazing, things, right? I'd rather pay a two hundred dollar ticket, Chris, than adhere to the man's laws. Paying fifty bucks. For it's not. I'm in between you two. In the Midwest, cheap in Jersey. It's not. There's no, there's no untaken land around here. It's either someone's yard or it's a cornfield. So there's no like, oh, I mean, we go ride in the cornfields, but you get yelled at, chased out of them. But there's no like, oh, there's hills or quarries or fucking. I guess in the hood, there's some dunes south of here, but you get shot when you ride there. That's a different deal. That's what's cool about the West Coast. Like, you want to go ride on that hill, you. And that's OHV area, go for it. Go have fun. You're allowed to. We're not even going to harass you for it. I mean, 
obviously yeah. idiots that do dumb things that you do get harassed for, but it's just, you know, complete culture shock difference between the two sides of the country from what dirt biking is. It's not a crime. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think that here is people... I'm in the middle of the country. Well, yeah, so you're in between, but here is people who got here and was like, this is a good place. We got stuff to do. I'm going to set up and work. And then you, people in California were, are the descendants of people were like, fuck, I don't know what's over there, man, but I think we should test it out. We should at least try. Gold! But Joe Rogan had a pretty funny stand-up about that. It was like all the people came over on the East Coast, like, oh, we're staying here. Then, like, the some got stuck in the middle of the country. That's why we have Texas and all that stuff. But the smart ones made it all the way to California. Away from all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was something along those lines. He was in his last stand up about that. Just like you know, going for a completely different culture out here. It's more, uh, they embrace creativity, I feel. And that's why I'm out here. If there was like a means for me to actually have a job being a motocross, action sports, creative creator out there, I would do it. But it just unfortunately doesn't exist at this point. Yeah. Like you said, man, it's annoying. You're in the industry. You're in the heart of it. Sure. Yeah, it is. I was going to set get set up out here and be the, and when freestyle got big over here, I would already be established, and then freestyle just never got big over here. And that was the end I think FMX used to team up with Wilson Bus Lines and just take over. These <laughs> <laughs> be fucking incredible. Sick Mick, that guy can build anything. <laughs> I've seen uh, Mick pull a um, calf out of a mom cow like 10 minutes after I woke up. We woke up and Brody <laughs> walked outside and, hear, rah, rah, and Mick comes, Mickey comes running out of the front of his house and just sprints down into this pasture and gets that on the ground and puts his feet on the cow's ass and grabs a hold of the hooves. And just yanks this fucking calf out. And I'm like, seriously, I've been awake for 10 minutes. This is a bit extreme for me. First thing in the morning here. Fuck. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of Templeton, Massachusetts, and the Wilson compound. Great people there. <laughs> Dude, uh, and his little protege there, Seth, is a monster, too. Mm-hmm. He slays the whips. <laughs> Everything. Big super... You know, uh, super flips and fucking. He's got most of it down. As soon as I saw him, I was like, who the fuck's this guy? And then I saw his style and he goes, oh, he rides with Brody. Mm-hmm. That lucky bastard. Comes from that beating back down, too, so he's super flowy. Yeah, it's a good it's a good uh, person to get your base from, Brody. Heck yeah. All right, I think uh, Nick really has got to put kids to bed. And uh, we're at two hours, we're at two hours and seventeen minutes anyway. Is that a record? No. It's getting close. You and Moto Pimps. Yeah. What is it? Moto Pimps. That's yeah, Mark Jordan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about Tom? He's a too, man. Holding it down for Jersey. We, we Much respect. We need to go through all Jersey these Jabbers. Out whichever one is the longest. And so we've hit a lot. I go back and I look at who we've talked to. There's a shit ton of people. Well, yeah, we're on episode 90 right now, and we've only had, like, five people on more than once. 
seriously. Well, I'll see you, Clint. We're riding somewhere. Excuse me. The IPAs. Somewhere in New Jersey. True. Whether it be legal riding or embracing the natural land that this planet has produced on its own before legislature got its hands on it. <laughs> it better be illegal riding. <laughs> what do you say when you come I mean, back? We'll do it? Yeah, hopefully next time I see you, we're riding somewhere in New Jersey. Go ride on the on the king's land. My my division is free riding somewhere in Jersey. We'll get Moto Camp out there. We'll get Berlou back out there. We'll get Frankie. We'll get you. I'll fire up that 152 stroke, and we'll go uh, have some fun. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm 100% That's... down. I've already talked to Frankie uh, about going back out there, so uh, let's give her. Let me know for sure. Heck yeah. Your mom said thanks for letting her know when you were going to come back. That's one to know. I'm just mom. <laughs> you always know. Um, all right, well, we're going to end it. And uh, thanks for coming on, dude. And uh, we definitely got to do it again. And next time you come out, sure. I should have gone to the race. I almost went to that race that you and uh, Matt Rice went to. Yeah, Matt and Matt broke back out again. Battle. That was fun. Yeah, <laughs> Good so times. Next time we'll, uh, you come out, we'll maybe go to a practice or whatever or go ride the pits or both. And uh, we'll document some of that shit. We'll get some, like you said, we'll get some old school Jersey flavor. We'll get the D Berlou out there. And uh, have fun in the pits like a uh, hundred years ago. Heck yeah, there's a lot of good riding out there. It's not a crime. Because they say it is. Think yeah. about it. That's the thing Think with laws, it. you know, like uh, one corner you can turn right on red and the next one you can't. You know, it's a, it's a gray area. Yeah, someone told me that uh, New Jersey, they like to, they like to try to Make laws to regulate stupid. And I don't think that works. It just makes a lot of laws that make people pissed off and angry and frustrated. Yeah, we're allowed to be stupid. Yeah, you're not mm -hmm. regulating stupid. That's a human right. People say in health insurances, yeah. but it's not. Being stupid is a human right. Yeah, you get to be a complete yeah. moron. Don't take that from me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make me be smart. No hey, I gotta go and put my kids to bed so they can all be right, smart. All right, all right. I'm forcing them to be smart. I'm not allowing it. All you guys right. keep chatting. No. All right, guys. Until next time. Later, fun. Chris, good talking, dude. Thank you very much. Hope y'all enjoy. Thanks, dude. Good chat, man. No. I tried that. Did he time that perfectly? I think I ended the stream. He did, didn't he? That was good. Stop streaming. Stop recording. Open up he the blurred it to a boop, and then he shut it.